Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 231 of the uh, Nintendo Fuse podcast, and uh, we're going to be talking about our reactions to E3 2021. My name is Steve, and I'm, of course, joined here by my fellow hosting crew of Barry and Greg. Barry, how's it going, man? It's been a it's been a big E3. <laughs> Exhausted. <laughs> I'm looking forward to sleeping and being able to play some games again. <laughs> yep, yep. Just imagine we weren't actually even on the show floor. Not that there was a show floor at all this year either, but uh, so much work from home this year. Yeah, yeah, a lot. <laughs> Someone that has been to the show floor before uh, with me, Greg, uh, how's E3 been for you? Definitely is very different compared to two years ago with the last one, but it's still pretty uh, optimistic and had a lot of hype going into it, and it pretty much delivered, at least on the stuff that I pay attention to. So we'll be getting more into that, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to talk a lot about E3 tonight. In fact, uh, all pretty much most of our regular podcast uh, components that we we work in, like what we've been playing and, and the review and stuff like that, we're actually going to put to the side uh, because there's so much E3 content this year. Uh, but before we jump into any of that, we just want to remind you guys to uh, follow us on social media. We're at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd love for your follow there. And that's a great way to uh, just connect with us on there. We were live tweeting the, uh, the po- uh, not the podcast, <laughs> we were live tweeting the Nintendo Direct earlier today. Uh, just a great way to uh, connect with us on there. And also, if you haven't done so yet, please be sure to join our Discord. The link is on the screen, also in the show notes, the YouTube description. Uh, we do this live on YouTube. So if you have not joined us live for an episode, a live recording, uh, be a great thing to do it. We're doing it an hour earlier tonight. So if you're watching it live, um, you know, we've already started an hour earlier than usual. But if you have not been able to join us live, usually it's at uh, 6.30 uh, p.m. No, sorry, that, that's my time. Mountain time. It's 6.30 p.m. It's 8.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern time and 5.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on a regular basis, but tonight we are an hour earlier. Uh, every other Tuesday is kind of a, the usual schedule that we do. So love to join you uh, in the chat room, see all the thoughts that you have about uh, about the podcast and any of the news that we talk about. Speaking of which, if you have any thoughts about any of the E3 stuff we talk about tonight, toss those in the live chat or in the comment section later on uh, if you're watching us here on YouTube or like I said. Uh, join us on social media or Discord. We'd love to hear your thoughts. All right. Well, because we're going to jump past our normal, what we've been playing, uh, we do have a quick update. We told you guys last episode that we're going to do uh, a giveaway, but also a review, uh, kind of game chat about a specific game called Long Ago, A Puzzle Tale. Um, we are going to push that review and game chat back to our next episode because there's so much content to cover uh, here in this episode about E3. However, we are going to do the giveaway tonight still. So that that, uh, review will be pushed back, but we are going to still do the giveaway. I want to thank the developers and publishers of Long Ago, A Puzzle Tale, uh, for being able to just give us a a code uh, for you guys to redeem on the the North American eShop for Switch. And... uh, we, we put this out there on Twitter. We had a lot of response uh, for this. So yeah. thank you to all who joined uh, in and, and uh, entered the, the, the drawing. Uh, but uh, Barry, do we have a winner? We do. Um, 
The winner of the long ago code is Kevin W, which is at Nintendo Dad 420. Nintendo Dad 420. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, if you, we try to uh, follow back all the people that entered. And so you should be able to direct message us. Uh, we'll make sure that we are definitely following you, Nintendo Dad. And just reach back out to us on Twitter. Uh, we'll also announce it on our Twitter a little bit later uh, if you are not watching right now or after the fact and you. You missed the fact that you, that you won. Uh, but if you are watching right now, be sure to uh, direct message us and uh, we'll be able to get you that code. Uh, so congratulations. All right. Congratulations. Congratulations. Well, E3. E3 2021. We are back. It's all digital, but we are back. So before we jump into any of the details about E3 this year, uh, I'd love to just get your general thoughts about how they pulled it off this year. We didn't have E3 at all in 2020, but uh, they decided to go all digital, as with a lot of events did this last year. And uh, yeah, I'd love to just hear what you guys think about what happened, how they how they did everything, all the different uh, companies and components, and how it all worked together. Your overall impressions of E3 2021. Uh, Barry, let's go to you first. Uh, for me, it didn't change much. <clears throat> no, I have never been to the show floor. And uh, for me, I've just always watched the press conferences and the treehouse and, you know, used to watch back in the day, like game trailers used to do big coverage and Jeff Keighley did a lot of coverage. And uh, that to me, that was the excitement, just seeing the new games and seeing the developers showing them off and talking about them. I had a lot of fun doing that, even, you know, games that I really wasn't interested in. I like to hear the developer insight and why they made the game the way they did. So in that regards, not a lot changed. I feel like they definitely padded some things and I almost feel like certain companies were padding their own show. And I don't know if it was because of COVID or they're just not used to this format. Uh, for me, it was fine. Um, I'm sure those that go every year, I'm sure those that, you know, are used to going to the show floor, it's a certainly a, uh, a different atmosphere and I'm sure they miss it. I could just imagine it's it's probably like a big party and, and just being able to play the games. And that's the one thing I feel like this E3 was missing is demos. Like I feel like they should have done something to allow people to play demo versions of the games that would have been on the show floor to demo. Because even even us that the regular people, but like the press would get to play those games and then they would write their feedback on it and their, their hands-on experience. And for a lot of people, that helped make their purchase. You know, certain games, you know, like, I'm going to buy that right away. And other ones, it's like, ah, I'll see how it is. And, oh, so-and-so played it, and, oh, they loved it. Okay, well, maybe I'll give it a chance. Uh, so hopefully, if they continue, like, 2022 is also digital, or if it's not, regardless, doing some kind of demos, even time demos. You can only play this for, for a day or two. I think that would be really cool, let other people sitting at home be a part of the experience. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, Jakester in the chat uh, is saying that, in his humble opinion, E3 2021 sucked. Uh, he felt uh, felt more like a show of what company could do worse than the other. Those are some uh, strong comments there, Jakester. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I maybe could see where you're coming from. Um, not as much. Uh, I'll get into my thoughts in just a second. But first, I want to hear from Greg. Greg, what'd you think of E3 2021? I mean, it was pretty nice having like the digital stuff. That's not going to lie, because then you can 
then each one, each company had their own time to shine. I feel like in like previous years, like there was like some overlap. So it was like, oh, you have to commit to Microsoft or Sony because they were both on like the same night kind of thing. But obviously with everyone having to watch from home, then you couldn't really do any overlap. And there was more respect for each other to make sure that the announcements were all like there and everything. But I do agree with Barry. I do feel like they should be doing demos with E3. This should have started more like several years ago, even just because it gives more people the chance to more experience it and be like, Oh, I played the, like the, they announced this game. Then I got to play it for 20 minutes and this game is fantastic. It's day one purchase. I don't know why that's not a thing to try out more games. Like when they do like the project, uh, triangle strategy did and like the, some of the other games that square Enix has done, but it would be very fantastic for more demos and stuff. I mean, obviously we don't need it for like the new smash brothers fighter or anything like that, but even just like being able to try out like WarioWare, or trying out the new Mario party game or Metroid dread. I mean, I'm sure that would definitely get help increase the sales by getting more exposure to let people actually experience it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I think uh, it, it was something that was missing for sure. And I think the, the general, um, yeah, the idea of like this kind of this buzz that just kind of continued throughout the entire event, uh, was, was kind of not there because there wasn't, you know, constantly more and more press that were playing the games and checking it out. And, Oh, you hear from, you know, IGN at one time, but then all this, all you know, turn around and you hear from game explain and all these other places too. Um, and this kind of constant buzz. And I feel like in past years, everywhere I turned, like I was hearing and seeing more stuff. And, and if I didn't want to be spoiled, I needed to like stay off the internet. Um, but I didn't feel like that was the case this year. And, and I was actually like, I, like I said, uh, last episode, I was, I was out of the country and actually not really in that good of internet, uh, coverage. So I was only on the internet, like certain times while I was gone. And I still, um, I expected to see a bunch of stuff all the time, just kind of just flooding my inbox and everything I looked at, but that wasn't the case. Um, and so while I missed a lot, I, I missed a lot of the the events and a lot of stuff that we're going to be talking about tonight, um, except for the Nintendo Direct one. Uh, but I didn't I don't feel like I, I missed the content, but that's really easy to catch up on. Um, it, it's the rest of the stuff that that I I didn't really miss because it didn't really happen. Um, but uh, just real quick, uh, Dave says, welcome back. Thanks uh, so much, Dave. Um, he just wanted to uh, drop by and say Metroid and warrior wear hype and uh have a great podcast he'll he'll catch the rest later so thanks for stopping by dave dave's been uh killing it on our website lately so if you haven't checked out nintendofuse.com be sure to check that out we're going to refer to that uh several times uh tonight in our our episode um so if you haven't checked out our website please do that all right well that's the got the general stuff out of the way let's get a little more detailed and to start us off uh let's talk all about the main event for us and that is uh the nintendo direct uh which happened this morning and uh to kick it off uh we had uh, a little announcement about uh super smash brothers so kazuya i think i'm pronouncing that correctly um 
but uh, he's coming to Smash Ultimate. If you're unfamiliar with this character, he uh, showed up uh, and he's a regular character in the Tekken series. So now we have uh, fighting characters from uh, Street Fighter, Fatal Fury, and uh, Tekken series in Smash. And so uh, that's uh, a pretty exciting, I think, thing for a lot of people. Um, but I'd love to hear what you guys think uh, about this character. This is character number six, I think, or oh, fifth. Five characters in the in the uh, Fighter Pass Volume Two, so we know we have one more character left. Uh, but uh, yeah, we he's, we're going to find out more about this character. Um, Sakurai is going to lead us through. I think they said it's going to be forty minutes or something like that on June twenty eighth at seven a.m. Pacific time. Uh, you guys can watch where he normally goes through and describes all the the background and the detail about what went into him. It goes through all the moves and all that stuff on, on June 28th. Uh, but, uh, yeah. What do you think about this character being in the game? Uh, Greg, we're going to go to you first. Well, I've actually never played any Tekken games, but definitely excited for everybody else that are huge fans of it. I know it's a major fighting series and it's always great to see additional, like actual fighting characters from fighting games be in smash brothers. So like, I, easily welcomed like Ryu and like you said, uh, Terry and stuff from other games that I haven't really played exclusively. It, it's almost making me feel like the last character should almost round it out, like be from like Mortal Kombat or Killer Instinct. Cause then that'd be like the Holy grail for like all the fighting series all coming together under one umbrella. So I think that would be pretty incredible way to cap it off. Obviously we don't know anything about that yet, but um so, like I said, just really happy that for people that were looking forward to a new Tekken fighter, or the only Tekken fighter, I guess, at this point. But he does look like he's going to be very powerful, and it would be great to kind of see how he's going to play out when they go through him in more in depth in a few weeks. Yeah, it'd definitely be crazy to get some uh, Killer Instinct and uh, and Mortal Kombat, especially, characters. Uh, we only have one left, so it has to be one or the other if it's going to be one of those. <laughs> But, well, if you've been uh, following the rumor train, there might be like a bonus final character based mm-hmm. on how they've been numbered and all the items and stuff included. I've seen some rumblings, kind of like a piranha plant like character that is gonna might be like a reward bonus or something. It'd be like Sakurai himself. He'd put himself in the <laughs> there game. There we go. Nice. Hey, there's rumors of him uh, finally retiring, so maybe that's maybe that's what he's gonna do. Put himself in the game right before he retires. <laughs> Maybe immortalized forever. That's right. That's right. Barry, what'd you think of uh, of this addition to Smash Brothers? Well, I figured one of the last two was going to be a Bandai Namco rep. I mean, they are working on the game, and they helped, I believe, with Smash Four as well. And they only have one rep, but Pac Man. <laughs> so it kind of feels weird, like you know, why don't why do you only have one rep when other companies have multiple? So I was personally hoping for a Tales of character. Um, but that would have been another probably sword fighter, anime sword fighter that people would have been like crying over. So for those that don't like anime sword fighters, I'm I'm happy for you here. Uh, I've never been a big Tekken fan. I was always a Street Fighter and a Mortal Kombat kid growing up. But I understand the importance of the character. And I am happy for those that are, you know, big Tekken fans. I'm happy for those that want more fighting representation more brawlers you definitely got your wish and that's fantastic um the last characters introduced pirate and mithra were my dream characters so it doesn't matter at this point um it's all 
whatever. I'm, I'm happy. I'm satisfied. Uh, and I'm just happy for those, those gamers. Uh, I do expect that when the, uh, you know, fighter passes reveal or the, uh, the characters revealed and they do like the me costumes, uh, we'll probably see the Lloyd costume, which from tales of, uh, Symphonia, the only costume from smash four that has yet to come over and it's fitting to go with the Bandai Namco character. So uh, we'll probably see that, and then Smash Ultimate will really have all of Smash 4's <laughs> characters and content, really. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy for those. I will definitely be playing it and checking out the, uh, the video that Sakurai does. And uh, yeah, I just look forward to whatever the last character is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I imagine, uh, given some time, we're going to have everything from, from Smash 4 brought over as well. Um, yeah, Tekken is, uh, is one of those games that I, I had a season with. Um, uh, one of my best friends, uh, we, we roomed together, uh, when I was in grad school and he got me into Tekken. And so I played a lot of Tekken three and Tekken four, um, played it both like on PlayStation, was it two or three at the time and, uh, played it a lot in the arcade. Um, there was like a local arcade that was near our school that, uh, we could go to and actually like all the games were on free play and we just pay one price and, uh, get in. So I, uh, I got a lot of really sore wrists from playing a lot of Tekken. Uh, and so, um, yeah, it's cool for me because I have a little bit of history with, with the character more than I did like Terry. Um, and I know Jakester is actually, he's, he was more hyped for Terry. Um, I'm actually more hyped for the Tekken characters because that, that was a, a season for me. Um, but like Ryu was, was way more important because I have a lot more time with street fighter, um, than any of those. Um, but yeah, it'd be cool. Uh, and, and kind of crazy if we do see, you know, killer instinct to be out of this world, to be able to see a mortal Kombat character in that last one. I don't know. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they how they would t- like tone it down just cause of all the blood and stuff that usually they required for that one. That's, also, I kind of like threw KI out there because I know like Microsoft and Nintendo have kind of been going pretty good lately. And Killer Instinct was on Nintendo platforms back on Super Nintendo in 64. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I feel like if either of those, it'd definitely be Killer Instinct um, because of that. Uh, Jakester says he's a King of Fighters kid. So that, that makes sense for sure. However, Microsoft does have a rep in both fighter passes already. Benjo in, in the first season mm-hmm. and... Uh, Steve in the second. So sure. will they really get two out of the six? It's a third of the mm. fighter pass too. Still room for Master Chief. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. want another one. <laughs> uh, well, there was so much more announced in this E3 uh, Nintendo Direct. So uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run through a bunch of stuff real quick, and then we're going to take uh, several of these things at... Uh, a little slower and dive into like some of the big stuff. So if you uh, want to head over to nintendofuse.com, you will see uh, Dave's post kind of rundown of a bunch of stuff that was pretty much everything that was announced during this Nintendo Direct. But as the uh, the title card there shows, Metroid Dread is a real thing and it's coming. So we'll talk about Metroid Dread. We're going to talk about Breath of the Wild 2 because there was stuff that uh, shown off. We're going to, of course, like I said, uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate character, uh, Kazuya there. Uh, WarioWare is coming back. Mario Plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. Shin Megami Tensei 5 was shown off. Advance Wars came back as well in a uh, 1 plus 2, both of those uh, games together in a reboot camp. 
Game and Watch uh, Legend of Zelda is coming out along with Mario Party Superstars, a new game. Monster Hunter 2 uh, Stories 2, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin was shown off along with Life is Strange 2 Colors and Life is Strange Remastered Collection. We also got to see Super Monkey Ball uh, Banana Mania and uh, Dagon, how do you pronounce this, Barry? I know you're excited about this and I don't know how to pronounce Dankin it. Dankin Rampa. Dankin Rampa. So Dankin Rampa S Ultimate Summer Camp is coming out along with uh, Dankin Rampa Decadence. And uh, we got some more information about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity Expansion Pass. Showed off Mario Golf Super Rush. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD was also shown off along with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Just Dance 2022. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Two Point Campus Worms. Worms? <laughs> Rumble. Fatal Frame Maiden of Black Water Cruise and Blast. Doom Eternal DLC called Raise Hell. Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot, uh, a new whoa, power. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Say okay. that again. I have say no idea how to pronounce it. Probably did. I'm going to say I oh. have not watched Dragon Ball Z. So fill me in. How do you pronounce this? Kakarot. Kakarot. I didn't get that far off. It's yeah, not I like I pronounced say, it kangaroo. the same thing. <laughs> uh, also, <laughs> uh, Strange Brigade and uh, Astria Ascending, or Austria Ascending. I think it's Astria. I don't know. That was one they just hit really quick. Uh, so a lot to talk about. We're going to jump back up to the top because the main, uh, one of the big things that we found out was that Metroid Dread is a thing, and it is coming this year. In fact, uh, I believe it is set to come out October 8th, and uh, pre-orders started today. So it's a 2D Metroid game, uh, a new story 19 years in the making, and uh, yeah, direct sequel to Metroid Fusion, which they say makes it Metroid 5. Um, if you're counting, there have been six eh, somewhat 2D Metroid games. So we're really not sure uh, which one they're not counting. Probably other M. Um, but uh, yeah, so if you uh, get the the special edition, it comes with the game, a steel book, a 190-page 2D uh, Metroid art book, five cards that feature all of those games in the saga. So we'll find out which one they left out by looking at the cards. Uh, we couldn't really tell exactly from the uh, the the artwork they gave us of the, the special edition. And uh, you also, um, they had a, a, a Samus Amiibo character from that game specifically, and also uh, Emmy, which is E-M-M-I, uh, and we're not really sure what that stands for, I don't think yet, um, but it's kind of one of the main um, enemies in the game um, that makes, basically makes the game a lot more focused on stealth. Um, and you have to do a lot of things to evade um, this character or this enemy because you cannot uh, shoot it and kill it. Um, you have to actually just uh, avoid it. Um, so that's both of those amiibo are coming in a two pack at launch. So Barry, what do you think about Metroid Dread and uh, maybe the amiibo as well? Uh, when when there was rumors that you know it'd be a 2D Metroid, I didn't believe it, but I was hoping because I think Mercury Steam did a fantastic job on Samus Returns, and I'm happy that they're back. I'm happy they were able to get a full-fledged game. And when I saw it, I, I was like, "This looks amazing." And then when the name was shown, I just jaw dropped 
And for those that don't know, there was a long time rumor where there was a new game in development. I believe it was for like an unnamed Nintendo portable. It might've been the Atlantis or something like that called Dread. And there was hints they like in Metroid Prime and in Metroid Fusion, there was like two parts where they like each referenced Dread. And I was like, oh, it's gotta be a new game, a new game and like rumors and rumors and rumors. And for a long time, we all thought it was a real thing. And of course it wasn't until now. Now it's apparently a real thing. Uh, it looks phenomenal. Looks like it plays really well. Like it's fast and fluid and just the animation is great. I am super hyped. I got that, that collector's edition, which sold out practically instantly because Nintendo underestimates their audience. They like to say, we could produce eight, and that should suffice for the entire United States, Canada, and Mexico. Um, same with the Amiibo. The Amiibo look amazing as an Amiibo collector. I, I have to get them, but I would get them anyway because I love Metroid. And the same thing. Those sold out super fast. Um, managed to get them at GameStop. They they were out for like two minutes at Best Buy. They, they got out of the cart as I was checking out. And my guess, again, is they probably produced 10 of those. Uh, it's Nintendo likes to do that. They do the scarcity thing. Uh, whether or not there'll be hundreds of them or there'll be one print we don't know i don't know what they do i'm sure they're going to do something that's totally not needed but people will complain about it on the internet because oh my god i have to buy these amiibo to do this thing that i don't normally need to do um but e either way i'm really excited for this like hands down two days before my birthday i am totally going to be playing this <laughs> nice yeah nice birthday present for me for, for sure Nintendo. yeah i was a uh, i was not a huge uh, Metroid fan in the beginning. I'm not, I really don't like the first game, but Super Metroid got me. And, uh, and I, I but I still kind of stayed away from it because Super Metroid was enough for me. I just kept playing the game over and over. Um, didn't play Fusion, didn't play the, the handheld games, but, uh, actually got Other M, and I'm one of the few people that enjoyed that game. Um, it's not, I did too. It's not miraculous. It's not some amazing, oh my gosh, that was the game of the year sort of thing, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, so, Here's Barry did too. Uh, Greg, did you get a chance to play Other M? I did. I was one of the people that gave up on it. And didn't gave really up on like it. it. Okay. <laughs> hey, we're, we're two for three on uh, Other M. So, uh, yeah, are you excited about uh, Metroid Dread, Greg? Absolutely. I really Metroid is like one of my like top three or four like fr Nintendo franchises. This is like beyond <laughs> like anything. Like my mind just exploded when I saw the dread thing. Cause as Barry said, like that Metroid dread was like the rumor for like, since whatever, like since like the super Nintendo, it almost feels like, like, Oh, they're not going to have a sequel long. to it. <laughs> I don't know. I was just throwing yeah, it. Feels like system. It. it was probably like, it was probably like the 64 advance or whatever it is. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's looks very clean. I, I absolutely love how they are adapting a lot of the stuff that, um, Samus Returns did like the melee counter and stuff. I think that's going to be an, a welcome back addition. I think like sliding will fit perfectly and natural. And I almost wonder if like this one's really going to be using the, the morph ball a lot because it almost seems like it'll be just kind of sliding a lot more through like those passages where the mor morph ball would normally be used. So I don't know. That might not be token ability in this one, and I'd be more than fine with that. I mean, it looks very clean and. Just trying to stay away from that Emmy thing looks very exciting to do and also looks like it could be kind of annoying because I did watch a little bit of the treehouse and it was just like a what it's like an instant perma kill. So it's kind of can be frustrating. So it doesn't matter how many energy tanks you have, it just be like boom, nope, you're gone. 
Yeah. Yeah. It also was really cool that they showed you can actually kill those things like with like that certain upgrade that you get like kind of early on. So mm. it just seems like that. you have to like you have to like charge it and you have to like you like you're like charging it while it's approaching you and then like you they were able to kill it like right before it like got to Samus. So um and then pretty much it gets disabled for a certain time specified time. So it's not it's almost feels like Bowser's Fury in a way where you can't always fight Fury Bowser and you might not always have the tool needed to fight him at that point in time. And so probably a lot of the levels or a lot of the areas will just be exploring through a lot and that thing will just be chasing you. And then finally towards the end, they'll feel like, Oh, now you can finally take this thing out. So yeah, to me that looks exciting. And I really love the Metroid series and the Metroidvania type games. And I'm, definitely going to be getting this as soon as i can yeah yeah i think so i think it could be great and it, it seems a lot faster as well i think like the slide ability and stuff like that will make it quick um and i'm really hoping if they can keep it at 1080p and a solid 60 frames per second the whole time it'll feel really smooth um that'll be be fun for sure um i think one of the things that i that caught me off a little bit and and maybe because I wasn't fully paying attention, but it seems like during the the treehouse um, as well, like you can tell which rooms have Emmy in it by the doors. I think they knew it was an Emmy room by the way the door looked. Um, maybe I just heard that wrong, or maybe they just knew <laughs> because they were there's a treehouse um, and they knew what was behind that door. But if it's that kind of case, like you know what you're getting into every time. I don't know. It kind of feels like weird but maybe that's only in the beginning maybe like there's certain doors uh as you get used to it and then eventually that goes away and you could be caught by it at any point if that's the case that makes sense it kind of a a learning curve sort of thing um but yeah uh did you guys Barry? you said you already got pre-ordered uh greg did you pre-order it already probably like i'm not like super keen on having to pre-order the game right uh like immediately right away, but I'm definitely, it's going to be a day one purchase, whether I have it as a delayed birthday present or just buy the digital code or whatever from the eShop, like at some point in advance, I'm not incredibly worried about getting the game. I was trying to look at getting the Amiibos and as Barry pointed out, it was like only two minutes and definitely didn't make it in time for that. So uh mm-hmm. really hope it's not something cool where it like actually like does something gives you a power up or whatever. And Hope it stays more to the cosmetic side, where we maybe just wear like the fusion suit or like the zero suit or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, I uh, I didn't get a chance to uh, to get the pre order or the the special edition pre order. It's one of the few that was tempting, but to hear it sold out and immediately, um, yeah, there's no way of of me getting that. But uh, it's it's pretty exciting. Um, I'll definitely be getting the game for sure. I just don't know if I'm going to pre order or not. Um, let's move on because there uh, was a little bit more information shown off. We got to see some content, not a whole lot, but uh, Breath of the Wild 2 was shown off. It's coming out in 2022, and uh, they keep referring to it as the sequel to Breath to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So I don't know if, if they're actually going to call it 2, if they're going to drop that eventually. Um, but in the press release, and as they talk about it, uh, they kind of refer to it as the sequel to to Breath of the Wild. So, uh, yeah, we didn't really see a whole lot, but we saw more than we had before. Barry, what do you what do you think about Breath of the Wild 2? Uh, I felt it was shorter than I kind of wanted it to be. I almost feel like 
there was some really shocking things about, you know, being in the sky and seeing that scene of him falling. And it looks like, you know, when we first saw Link Between Worlds, the whole scene of him turning flat and like moving on the walls, like, oh my God. In this one, it looks like Link turns to water and can like drip through platforms and can also reverse time. Um, so there's a lot of questions I have, but I almost like, I feel like this was such a small tease and I really wanted to see more. Uh, thought maybe they would give us a title or something like that, but beggars can't be choosers. I think it looks fantastic. I'm, you know, Zelda fan forever, so I will definitely be getting it. Uh, and I'm happy we at least have seen something. I think it was just like shocking when he's like, "Oh, it's been two years," and I'm like, "Wait, that was E3 2019. Oh my God, it's been two years since we've seen anything on this game. That's just shocking. <laughs> like, yeah. where is the time gone?" Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was really odd. Uh, yeah, weird things that weren't explained. It looks like Link has some sort of maybe robot arm. I don't know. Um, seems to be able to do stuff, some stuff with his right arm. And it's got this whole Luke Skywalker thing going on. But uh, we'll, we'll see, I guess, eventually more information. Uh, Greg, you are you more pumped about uh, Breath of the Wild 2 because of this teaser? Or are you just left with so many questions you don't know what to do? Definitely left with a lot of questions, but still very excited for it. I mean, it was incredible to finally see additional footage, and I can't wait to see how how other sites like Game Explain just breaks down like second by second, and you're like, oh, look at that! You catch this little ability that Link can do, and can you do do this? Wow, I really didn't quite see that the first time around. I mean, I already know I'm gonna be trying to rewatch the trailer a number of times like as before the next podcast. So. Um, yeah, I really liked what I saw. I'm definitely very excited to be exploring more of the skies and trying to see how they're going to be adding a much more up there and still more questions. Are they still using the same ground area or is that going to be completely different? Are they only going to use certain parts of it? I mean, there's still lots of unknowns there. But everything looks really cool. It looks like you could still use like stasis and stuff like they were freezing some of the balls, like, the, like a spike ball or whatever and just can't wait to folks boring through Hyrule again. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's keep moving on. Uh, there's a lot of big games that we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, we'll try to get through these. Uh, spend some good time on them, but also uh, keep it moving uh, best we can. So we apologize uh, if uh, the game you haven't, uh, that really excites you, um, haven't, hasn't been talked about yet or, or we don't get to it as much. Uh, as, as well, like I said, um, make sure you throw your thoughts in the, the live chat or the comments um, and let us know what you think about a specific game that really excited you from E3 this year. Uh, one of the things that uh, kind of we talked about, really wanted, and it actually came through, we're getting a new Wario, get WarioWare game. Uh, so WarioWare Get It Together is coming back uh, and you actually get to play two players this time, uh, which is weird that that's a cool new thing uh, for a WarioWare game. Um, but September 10th is when it's coming and of course uh, pre-orders started today. So WarioWare Get It Together, um, bring a team uh, of characters, I think it's three per team into each thing that you, each micro game you're playing each character has its own abilities uh so depending on which character you have and you get each of those three characters uh are chosen at random when you go into the next micro game so it can completely change the way the game is played each time uh what do you think about this one barry i have a real strong love relationship with this series but it's one of those that 
I haven't played every entry. <laughs> it's just like some of them have come out where it's just like too many other things and it kind of, you know, falls to the wayside. And I've been kind of jonesing for a new one. Just like, when, when are we going to get a new one? This looks really interesting with the actual character in the micro game playing it as opposed to just doing whatever, hitting a button or moving some, some random character. And I like that each one plays differently. And that you have that on top of the randomness of what micro game you're going to get and the few seconds for you to figure out what to do. You then have the randomness of which character you're going to get thrown out. And uh, I love the fact that it's two player now and it's, it's just, it seems more crazy. And I love that they're still doing a lot of nostalgia Nintendo stuff, especially with nine volt. Uh, you know, they showed like the super Mario land and then they did a, uh, in the treehouse they showed three, games they show like ice climbers level they showed an animal crossing level i forget what the what the first one they showed was but uh i love that i love seeing the homage that they pay to classic nintendo in the series and i can't wait uh it's this year uh it's been so long when they did where you were gold on the 3ds i always felt like that was fine for the 3ds but that should have been on switch as well like something like sushi striker where it's on both systems I felt that was a missed opportunity, and I, I felt it was almost placed to die. Like, the 3DS was was dying, and those games that, that sold at the end didn't sell well. People had moved on to the Switch, and I felt like you're literally putting it out to pasture. Like, can we get this where we're gold on Switch? It'll, it'll strive a little better. So now I'm happy this is here. But I also wouldn't hate if they're like, hey, we're doing a where you were gold you know, poured over. I would be happy with that, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Greg, what do you think? As with Barry, I haven't really played too many games in the series, and it's definitely more of like a somewhat recent one. I caught like the, some of the like last few ones, like the Smooth Moves on Wii, and also um, the DIY on DS were pretty much the only two that I've played. Um, I think there was one we got in the Ambassador Collection or something that, or something like mm-hmm. that, where you got like a free WarioWare game at some point, but and I had played that a little bit, but um, pretty much that is my main experience with the series, and definitely was looking forward to playing this this was one of the ones that my daughter was really excited to see and it's like oh look at that, there's a game starring wario and like um i could have sworn like smooth moves was two players though i thought i remember playing that with my wife quite a lot but maybe i it's not a fully not... two-player game like there's some aspects of it that are that are multiplayer okay and, and i think because smooth moves was was we is that correct yeah yep, yeah yep, so i think it was a it was a rotating chair kind of thing I think so. You could have like okay, eight that's, players that's playing, but you, the next player up, it just told you who it is, and you pass the Wii remote on to that person, and they jumped in the hot seat. Okay, that's where I'm getting confused. I'm like, I could have sworn it. Like, I felt like it was multiplayer. <laughs> like, and they're saying this is like the first multiplayer game. Like, did I hear that right? <laughs> well, this is both, yeah, I guess the first time, two at a time. Yeah. And you would think that that would have been kind of right. done by now, at least on the, <laughs> um, at least the home console side. Obviously, I think with like 3DS, you can't really do two players without passing the system. But yeah, or like local yeah. play. I think it's been tough, I guess, by the way they've done the micro games in the past. Like to do yeah. that multiplayer is like someone is going to have to be waiting on the other player or something. So it's just an interesting dynamic of how they do that game, and so it. I think it's made it tough for multiplayer or simultaneous multi- multiplayer. Awesome. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Probably definitely looking forward to this one. It looks fun as heck and just echo pretty much what Barry says. I love when they pay homage to other series and stuff like that too. So 
that's what I've come to see in the Wii version and the DIY. So definitely cool. appreciate it. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it as well. And uh, yeah, those are those are fun games to even get a group over, um, even if you have to pass the remote around. Um, moving on, uh, Mario Plus Rabbids. We're getting a new Mar- Mario Plus Rabbids game, uh, Sparks of Hope. Mario and his friends team up with the Rabbids again, of course, to restore order to the galaxy and uh, explore more planets. And you get to actually walk around this time and not stuck to the grid a little bit. So there's a little more freedom. Uh, this game is coming out uh, sometime in 2022, and that's about all we really know. I think it's been shown off a little bit more since then, but uh, that's kind of the basic idea of Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Uh, go back to you, Greg. I know you're a big fan of the original um are you are you pumped for this one yeah i definitely i'm looking forward to this one um i jumped on the first one way too late i mean i was initially kind of skeptic based on the controls then i think i said on a previous podcast probably even earlier this year that i finally got around to playing it and it was a lot of fun and now i'm definitely going to be revisiting that just to kind of get more up to speed so it's definitely really cool to see like they're adding new characters like rosalina and everything so i'm definitely excited and this will definitely more be a sooner than later pickup this time around nice nice barry hub what's your thoughts about new mario and rabbids i loved the first game uh 100 of it and i really enjoyed the dlc as well uh, i'm looking forward to this one however this one it really depends on when it comes out and what i mean by that is uh the first one was an early game for the switch uh, it came out before Mario Odyssey. It was a launch year. And there wasn't a lot of games coming out at that point. So I was like, all right, it's out. This is the, the only game really I care about for the foreseeable few weeks. So I'm going to put my heart into this and I'm going to play it and I'm going to enjoy it. Now there's so many games coming out that it's it's really like you really have to pick and choose what, what gets your attention. And there are some games that I absolutely want to play that have fallen by the wayside, like new Pokemon Snap I have yet to play. Um, I mean, it's not because I don't want to play. It's just because there's so many other things taking my attention away. So is this is not going to be necessarily a top priority game. I'm getting it, absolutely, and I do want to play it. But it depends on what it comes out around and if I'll get the time to really sink into it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I'm going to probably pass on this one as well. I wasn't a huge fan of the the game play, like that style uh, of game uh, for the first one. So that never really excited me um but it seems fun uh love that they're able to to revisit the franchise and see what they they build over time on this but the first one was a huge hit so uh i'm guessing this one is probably going to sell a lot as well uh moving on we got to see a lot more of shin megami tensei 5 which i know a lot of our fans were pretty excited uh our fans the fans of the game, our listeners, um, our listeners were really excited about seeing that, uh, chatting about it in the, on our discord already. Uh, yeah, you play, uh, these, these characters, you play in a, a demon infested world this time and lots of, uh, you know, talking to demons, to try to bring them over to your side and, and you can combine demons together and, uh, a bunch of other stuff that about Shin Megami Tensei that I don't really know about, but, uh, the gameplay that I saw looked pretty cool. Uh, Barry, I know you're, a really big fan of this series. Uh, what do you think after seeing more of five? I think it looks great. Uh, you know, as a persona fan as well, it, it strikes a lot of the same chords and uh, it's great to see the, the 3d 
free roaming. It looks beautiful. Uh, really, their their stories are, you know, often bizarre. It's but it's more bizarre on like the SMT side of it than the Persona side of it. But the, just really cool RPGs. And that's you know mentioning other things like Nocturne came out again on the, on the Switch, and I, I wanted to put time into that, and I haven't even opened that one yet either. Uh, so this is one of those where if you like RPGs and you like uh, a lot of the Pokemon aspect, because there's a lot of the creature capturing and the you know the fusing, and I love the f- way that you get creatures, and it's like that in Persona 2. It's not just throw a Pokeball, oh RNG got me. You have to convince them. You either give them a gift, or you have to talk to them the right way. Or in some cases, you you tell them no in this one, and they say no. I I still want to come with you. So it's it's almost like a puzzle. How do you recruit? Uh, and then, of course, you could fuse and get more powerful on ones. And it, it's just a lot to it. The weakness element is very old school Final Fantasy. Uh, so if this is your forte, I'd definitely say give it a shot. But I'm excited for it. Cool. Cool. Greg, what about you? I've actually never played a Shimagana Summit Tensei game before. And this one certainly has me interested to give it a shot. But as Barry was alluding to, like, Kevin, there's just so many games to play. It's. I don't know if I'll get a chance to actually try it out or not. I mean, it depends on how many like other games are coming out around that time and and other things going on. So yeah. I would like to get it, but I don't know if I'll have the time to play it. It looks beautiful. It sounds fun. I've always been interested in that turn-based stuff and really like that aspect of the recruiting. So that does seem like it would be a game right up my alley. Yeah, probably. Comes out on November twelfth, so uh, yeah, maybe it's a game you uh, play around Thanksgiving, <laughs> right around Pokemon, which is hilarious. Oh, that's true. That's when the Pokemon games are coming out. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Well, another game that's going to be coming out uh, a month later uh, is something that uh, I think a lot of us uh, had wanted, uh, myself not included in this. So I'm just going to put myself in there already. I, I was not a huge fan of this. It's, it's that style of game. However, there is a gigantic following for Advance Wars and Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp is going to be coming out on December 3rd. And uh, yeah, it's going to be bringing everything back in. They're building it basically from the ground up uh, for both games for uh, for Nintendo Switch. And uh, yeah, like I said, December 3rd. Greg, what do you, what do you think about Advance Wars coming back? I'm definitely happy to see that it's coming back because I'm probably one of the few people that have missed the first ones the first time around. And this is basically the same thing as Fire Emblem. So I already know that this is something that I'm going to enjoy and definitely looking forward to finally getting a chance to play these games. Nice. Nice. Barry, how about you? Uh, you're a big Advance Wars fan, aren't you? Uh, I'm not a big oh. SRPG fan. Um, Advance Wars is one of those that when it came out, I didn't play, but uh, I had a friend in high school when uh, we were in college, and he, he used to play it. And uh, when the DS came out, I got Dual Strike, and I played that one, and I, I did enjoy it. Uh, but it's still not like the kind of game I gravitate towards. However, I was super excited to see it announced because I know there's a ton of fans that uh, wanted to see it. And it's one of those, one of my predictions, actually, a dormant IP coming back in some form. And it is definitely a dormant IP. And uh, I still find it fascinating that it's still called Advanced Wars, considering that, you know, Mm -hmm. in in Japan, the whole series is just called Wars. Because it's whatever system it's on, you know, the Famicom Wars, 
you know, and the only reason it was called Advanced Wars is because it came out in the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> they should call it Switch Wars. Should <laughs> it, that's what it should be called, Switch Wars. Yeah. Although I guess that because it's Advanced Wars one and two, it makes sense. But uh, maybe the next one would be Switch Wars. Um, well, they, in the DS, they kept it going with Advanced yeah, Wars. That's, so. that's true, I guess. So yeah, they because you know Simple Minds over here in, in North America. <laughs> I guess. Well, yeah, I mean they do that all the time. I mean Game of Thrones is was a thing for eight seasons but it was a different book each different season so <laughs> instead of changing the name they just blanketed with the yep. original name yeah makes sense well another quick thing uh i don't know if you forget guys have heard but um zelda turned 35 this year and uh just like mario got a game and watch zelda's also getting game and watch it's gonna be uh out on november 12th and gonna contain legend of zelda legend of or zelda 2 the adventures of link and uh, Link's Awakening as well, um, the Game Boy version of Link's Awakening, uh, all on the cartridge along, or not the cartridge, the uh, the unit itself. And uh, along with that, it's going to get a uh, playable version of Vermin with Link as the the main character, or the I think the only character uh, really in that, and also the playable timer and all the other stuff that Game & Watches do. Um going to be available for a suggested retail price of 49.99 just like the mario one and um we'll see if they actually uh, have tons of stock left over like the mario one or, or not uh i heard that the mario one just got discounted because there's like 50 on every shelf out there still um i'm glad i was able to return all my stock and and actually uh because i thought i'd be selling them on ebay but i did not uh but anyway um barry what do you what do you think about this any any thoughts around uh, game and watch i mean i i love it just as like a collector standpoint uh you know i i do have two of the mario ones and i bought one to open one to see keep sealed and and i haven't even touched it yet due to time so i, I got two zelda ones as well to go with them and i just love them as little novelty things i think it's really nice uh I would love to see them continue to to do this with all their IPs as they hit anniversaries. It is a, a Metroid anniversary, so I wouldn't hate to see them do one with like Metroid and Metroid 2, Samus Returns and stuff like that. Uh, I think that'd be really cool. But uh, yeah, I think it's just neat. Nice, nice. Jakester says his Walmart still has five of the Mario ones. I'm pretty sure, uh, I think ours has more than that. I, and our Best Buy had to eat even more. I saw that the other day. So, uh, Greg, what do you think about the Zelda coming to Game Watch? Definitely love it. Um, I already have mine pre-ordered and can't wait to be playing around with it later. I'm glad they upped the game and have three games on there instead of two from Mario. So they could easily had like Mario two and three on the Mario version, but this time they're actually putting in a few more Zelda games. So that's definitely appreciated and can't wait to have it. Um, as a pretty much a collector's purpose, not really to play it as much. Yeah, absolutely. They could have done Mario Land 1 and 2 as well. But I think the biggest missing piece, especially on these first two, is that there is a Super Mario Brothers Game & Watch game, and there is a Legend of Zelda Game & Watch game, and why aren't those included? Hmm. Good point. I don't know. <laughs> Just seems like a no-brainer to me. You know, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i gotta say those aren't those aren't part of the anniversary <laughs> what do you want like the wands of gamelon on here too <laughs> no but those well, difference is one the gamelon is not is a light nintendo license but they didn't make the game nintendo did make the original game and watches <laughs> i know i'm just 
trying to pick it apart. That's uh, that's a separate game I watch. I gotta make more money. Speaking of making more money, uh, you know, sometimes uh, Nintendo has some things that we think would all make sense as DLC, and then they release it as a, another full price price game, like Mario Party Superstars. Yeah. Uh, so great idea, great thing. They're bringing out back uh, some of the best ten. Or sorry, not ten. One hundred of the best mini games from the Nintendo sixty four era of Mario Party, and uh, can all be played online. Great stuff. Five classic boards. All these things. Uh, Mario Party Superstars as a separate game, not as DLC for Super Mario Party. It's coming out on October 29th. Barry, what do you think about this one? I'm fine with it not being DLC at this point. Super Mario Party is old enough um, that it's fine to start a new one. Uh, I think this looks like a lot of fun. I love the N64 games. Just as long as that damn game where you're you know on a bicycle trying to pedal to turn on the light bulb so the boo doesn't get you isn't there. None of those rotating because I can't take those blisters in the middle of my hands anymore. Uh, but... I do kind of find it baffling that they go through all this work to get the 100 minigames, which is great, but uh, only five boards from Mario Party 1 to 3. I mean, I could see even six, like two from each, like some kind of even distribution. But why five? Like, I feel like they could have done a few more. Well, they got so much positive comments uh, and feedback about how Super Mario Party only had a few boards, so they thought, you know, people want less boards. <laughs> well, well, Super Mario Party had four boards, so this time they said, "You want more boards? We're going to give you one more." Come but on. like I said, even six, I c- I could accept six if it was two per game. That would make sense. That's an even distribution between the three games. But as it stands, one game is going to have at least one game is going to only have one board. It could be three from one, and then one and one. Or yeah. two, one, two, or you know, whatever. So I don't know. I just feel like it's uh, that's a little short-sighted. And I, and you know what? At this point, if there's some DLC, I hope they do more of the older boards on on this game. Yeah, they might. Greg, what do you think about uh, super? Uh, sorry, not Super Mario. Mario Party Superstars. Yeah, they just like to throw that super every, anywhere on their title. Um, <laughs> super Mario Party. <laughs> um, Definitely has my daughter very interested. It's also really nice to see they're going kind of finally going back to form on the original formula and to update the old boards. But as you guys are saying, like, why five? Why can't we have ten? Why not just redo all the boards from those three games? I mean, do we? Why can't we have Mario Party Ultimate here? I mean, like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, and I, it does say it's 100 games across the entire series. So that means you'll get games from like Mario Party 8 or Super Mario Party, whatever, in there as well. Uh, um, that's true. I almost wonder if they're just repackaging the top 100 and just like, oh, there's your 100 games. We already did those. Mm. So like, oh yeah, I'm sure it is the top 100 games. I'm sure that's exactly the mini games they picked. Yeah, I, I would be very shocked if it wasn't. That's true. I didn't even catch that. That it was. I, I just assumed that it was also Nintendo sixty four games for the mini games. But I. But that's not what it says. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely interesting and kind of seems kind of lazy. But um, unfortunately, I'll probably be diving into this one as well. So the online play with anyone is finally great to have this time around because even though they updated Super Mario Party, it was like only with friends. So that doesn't really bode well if you're just looking for 
a random match. So it's finally nice to be able to do an actual random match now. Right, right. Sorry about my shocked look a second ago. I just read that Jakesters still never played any Mario Party games. That That's a shocker to go through and never play Mario Party. Wow. I think this is time for Barry to issue his homework assignment. <laughs> I think so. That's that's a whole lot easier of an assignment for sure. J- Jakesters at least played Xenoblade, so he gets a pass. <laughs> I know. That, that, that's a lot more difficult to pull off, and he's still not playing Mario Party. That's, that's surprising. <laughs> Well, we got a lot to cover, so uh, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to I'm going to go uh, just throw a, a couple, uh, a few games at once, and you guys can talk about which uh, what stood out to you. Kind of hit uh, maybe three or four at a time. Uh, we saw more of Monster Hunter Two, or sorry, Monster Monster Hunter Stories Two: Wings of Ruin. Uh, we also saw that Life is Strange: True Colors is coming to Switch on September 10th. Sorry, um, Monster Hunter Stories 2 is coming July 9th. We've known about that game already, but uh, July 9th, uh, free demos coming out on Ju- uh, June 25th. And uh, not only is True Colors uh, coming out, Life is Strange Remastered Collection is also coming out uh, later this year on Switch. So Monster Hunter Stories 2 and the the uh, all the Life is Strange news, what do you think, uh, Greg? Any, any of those really stand out to you? Not really a whole lot. Um, I didn't really know too much about Life is Strange, and I'm probably gonna have to rewatch it. But it was definitely not something that really stuck out to like want to have to get. Um, Monster Hunter, I'm kind of head passed on the series since I tried it on Wii U, so not super strong there. And Super Monkey Ball did look kind of interesting. To I've never played any of those games. It might be interesting to try to catch around with a collection to see what i missed out on it just kind of looks like that mario uh galaxy uh, board where you're just riding the star on the, on the top of the ball the whole time so hopefully it's much better than that <laughs> nice nice well greg also threw it in super monkey ball yeah, so i was gonna say we'll like, I didn't hear you say that. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right super monkey ball Sorry, i was just running the jakester i assumed you went to four <laughs> games down <laughs> yeah it's a collection of uh 300 of the levels and mazes, oh, 12 mini games uh, over Super Monkey Ball games. Uh, another collection, but new Monkey Ball also. So, of Monster Hunter, Life is Strange, Monkey Ball, what do you think, Barry? Well, I will say, I think it absolutely should be a requirement that's, that you play a Life is Strange game. Uh, I was so excited to see this announcement. I was shocked that these games were never on the Switch. Uh, I did that marathon last year, uh, and... Now it's one of those where, you know, I was like, oh, you know, our best of games of the year is going to be pretty simple. I've got some stuff, but I won't have to worry about Life is Strange. Now I actually have to consider Life is Strange for this year. Uh, I think I think the remaster collection is fantastic. You're getting the first game in before the storm. Uh, that, that whole storyline, like, grips you. Like, it is so good, and it is absolutely one of those games you, you really deserve to try. If you enjoy any type of story-based game, any type of emotional game, any type of game that really makes you make the hard decisions and live with the consequences, uh, it is absolutely worth it. True Colors looks phenomenal. I love the idea of the empathy. I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to fit into this world, and I'm wondering if Don't Nod is actually going to bring the second game over now because Deck Nine is doing these because uh, it kind of feel weird not having Life is Strange 2 with Captain Spirit as well. Um, but but yes, Life is Strange, 100%. Uh, I'll be getting it to support it. I won't be playing it again, but I will be planning on playing True Colors later this year. 
Uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2. I never played the first one, but this looks good. Uh, if if time allows me to, I plan to play it. Otherwise, it'll probably just sit on uh, on the shelf. Uh, and Monkey Ball, I Monkey Ball's college. Monkey Ball 1, Monkey Ball 2, uh, total college for me. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to see these courses again and replay through these courses. The mini games, I pray they give us Monkey Ball 1 target. If they give us Monkey Ball 1 target, that's the only game you need for parties. Like, hands down, that was that was such a good game. And then they ruined it with the second game and onwards where they kept butchering Monkey Target. Uh if you've never played monkey ball, it's nothing like the Mario galaxy where you're on the stage. It is, you have way more control. It's a lot more fun. It's very hard as it gets on, it goes onward, but it's, yeah, it's a, a totally different beast than those, those levels. Don't, For don't sure. use those levels as a basis at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And don't use the recreation of banana blitz as, no. as a basis either. Um, yeah. Monkey ball one, two is, we're so great. Uh, so great. So great. Uh, and yes, Monkey Target, for sure. Hours, hours, over and over hours. and over again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I've never played Life is Strange as well. I, I'm excited to to see it come to Switch. It's one of those those series that I really didn't think was ever going to make it. I thought they're they're just going to leave it on the other systems and that's it. And so I was a, I was excited to see it come to Switch. Um, however, at this point, I think if I'm going to play a Life is Strange game, I'm not going to play it on Switch. I'm going to, I'm going to probably play it on, you know, Xbox or something like that. Um, just because it's a better system. Um, but, uh, really cool to, to hear those games coming over. Um, but in a mania, I need to see more of it to, to see how they're actually going to, to, you know, put it together and everything. But, uh, yeah, probably interested, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, moving on. Oh, oh yeah. Monster Hunter. We've talked about it before. Not enough time for me. Um, <laughs> uh, Dankendrapa S Ultimate Summer Camp will be coming out later this year. And then Decadence uh, is going to be coming out also later this year. Um, and Decadence, uh, that's that's the collection, right? Am I getting that yeah. correct? Yeah, well, Decadence, okay. Decadence is a physical only with all four games. And then digitally will be all four games separately. Gotcha. So S is in Decadence as well. Oh, okay. So, ult- so S Ultimate Summer Camp is a part is of in, Decadence. Okay. With one, two, and V three. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So cool. So I actually had never heard of those games before. So that was that was a big thing for me. Um, shocker for Barry, but I I never heard of them. Um, so I need to look into it more. It's it's all because I'm not a huge fan of the visual novel uh, genre. So there's probably tons and tons of games that fall into that category that i've never heard of before um but those games are coming out along with hyrule warriors age of calamity expansion pass we found out a little more information on wave one and two and also more information about mario golf super rush and the legend of zelda skyward sword hd uh so a lot of games uh thinking about games we've that are already been out before, but just coming over to switch, um, Hyrule warriors, Mario golf, Skyward sword HD. We've already known about just showed off more, uh, information. Mario golf's going to be coming out in just a couple days. Um, so what did you think about all of these Barry? I know you're excited about Incan Rapa, so we'll let you go first. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's a series that I've wanted to play for a long time. And this year I finally said, all right, I'm going to start my marathon and I've done the first two games 
And uh, I actually put in V3 to play. And then I realized, oh, I need to play Ultra Despair Girls and actually watch an anime because V3 is the third game, but it's also kind of the fourth game. And it's not, it's like, a, it's not actually a conclusion. It's like extra. So the real ending to one and two is actually in an anime, which is why they call this V3. But I'm in the middle of Ultra Despair Girls right now. Uh, and I'm loving that. And that's not included. I don't know why that's not included. It's a, it, that one's actually a shooter. It's a third person shooter, um, like Resident Evil kind of deal. It's, it's very, very tonally different than the others. But yes, if you've never played Dankenrampa, you again, owe it to yourself. It is, it is one of those where there's, there's no decisions. Like, like there's decisions, but none of them really matter in the sense of it's not like you can do anything to prevent what happens. Like the story is on rails. You are going from beginning to end, but it's really cool because you're stuck in this situation and it's all murder mysteries. Someone winds up getting killed and you got to figure out why you got to go through the evidence. You got to go through these trials and find flaws in people's evidence because the idea is if you convict somebody and you're wrong, they are not the killer everybody else dies including you but the killer but if you convict the killer the killer dies and everyone gets to continue living and it's really really interesting because you're stuck in this situation and you have there's like a murder mystery on top of a mystery on like what's going on why are you even in this situation and absolutely well worth playing uh, so if you you have it on the systems you can play it on playstation um, but it's not like graphically you know stressing so absolutely can play on the switch and on the go so definitely look into these if you're interested in these type of things look at you look at reviews i mean the game's been out but i 100 you know recommend it skyward sword uh awesome zelda but there is one thing that looks concerning which someone brought to my attention on twitter and it appears and i hope it's wrong it appears if you play docked you have to play with joy cons you can't play with a pro controller and that to me is a no. Like you should, if you could play handheld with using the analog stick, you should be able to play with a pro controller. Um, you shouldn't be forced into using one control method when they've already designed the game to work with the second control method. So like, like kind of like Pokemon Let's Go. It forced you to use a Joy-Con when in docked versus when you were handheld, you it played differently. So I'm hoping it's not like that because that to me is a kind of WTF uh, moment. So I guess we'll see. Uh, Hyrule Warriors, I loved Age of Calamity. 100% uh, of that game. Uh, the DLC looks great, but I don't have the time right now to play it. So maybe after the DLC pack 2 is out, uh, I'll get around to it. But if, if you like Hyrule Warriors, I, I obviously recommend that a lot. Cool, cool. Throw my thoughts in real quick. Uh, Skyward Sword, yeah, that's weird. Um, hope that's not the case. I got it on Wii. I, I could play it on there. I'm not that excited about having an HD. Um, and uh, Age of Calamity, I still need to finish the main game. So maybe I'll eventually I'll get to the expansion passes. But um, Mario Golf, I'm pretty excited about. And the Dinkinrapa games, um, cool. Um, happy, for Mario Golf. happy for everybody <laughs> else. <laughs> I'm not a golf fan. So yeah. Mario Golf is a, I forgot about. But yeah, it looks yeah. good, but not for me. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, there was, I thought there was something else, but I guess not. Um, yeah, Greg, uh, what do you think about any of those games? Yeah, Mario's golfing outings has usually been my lowest in the totem pole on the sports game. So it does look kind of cool. My daughter was kind of interested in that speed golf section. So it probably might get a 
borrow from the library just to finally say I've tried a Mario Golf game. So um, that's pretty much it for there. That stuff on Skyward Sword does sound very just uh, um, very concerning if that's going to be the case. I really hope they don't stoop to that low to make you play in handheld just to use uh, non-motion controls. That's <laughs> not how I envisioned replaying Skyward Sword. I've already done that on Wii and I wouldn't want to do that on Switch. So might not even be playing it if that's the case, but probably still picking it up because I would like a cleaner version of it and my Wii also died. So <laughs> um, Age, of, yeah, Age of Calamity, I've finally just started playing it pretty much within the last month or so. So I'm definitely not nowhere near as far as Steve. I'm still early story. So definitely looking forward to playing through that more and possibly picking up the pass if I'm still excited to be playing it like at the end of this year. And just like you, Steve, the Dink and Rapa games never really heard of them or knew anything about them. But the way Barry described them, it does sound pretty interesting. I might like them, but then again, it's all comes down to a time thing. There's so many games that I would love to play, but I might not just have the time to play them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always felt like, this is a little tangent, but with the like the visual novels, especially when you don't have any choice in the game, like why can't I just like watch someone else play it and save my money? <laughs> oh, you have choices. What I mean is there are some visual novels like uh, the Zero Escape games where you have to do multiple playthroughs and like you you like you take the knowledge from one playthrough into another playthrough and it allows you to do different decisions. And the Dankenrampa games. They have that a little bit, but it's mainly um, like like when I first played it and the first person got killed, I'm like, all right, I'm probably going to have to beat this game and then I'm going to come back and save it so that everyone can live, like the happy ending. You no, know, there is none. Like people die, they will die. Like that's it. Um, and it's one of those cases where you you wish – all you could do is really get to know people and then – if you get to know them better, you get skills that you can use in the crime scenes. But that's like playing the Phoenix Wright games and saying, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to save this person from murder because I know what's going to happen. No, you can't. People, So there is a, a really cool story and there's a really cool premise. And it's you get a lot of choices in the crime scene area. You have to – like, it is a real puzzle game. If you like puzzle games and deducing logic and, and figuring things out and – and like a lot of the cases are you go into it like this person's the killer and by the end of it when you find out who the killer you've had eight other suspects in between the person you thought and then that one because all the crimes are done in a way that sets everybody up can be a suspect and that's what's really cool they're really ingeniously done so you will you will have fun doing that if that's your cup of tea if you like that kind of mystery okay makes sense well moving on i do recommend try the first game (laughs) at least try the first game cool well, there's still a lot to cover, so uh, we're going to hit several again. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 have uh, been rumored for a while. It's officially coming on June 25th. Uh, Just Dance 2022, uh, big surprise. None of us saw that coming. Uh, it's going to be hitting Switch <laughs> on November 4th. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is coming on October 26th. That is a cloud version of that game, so you're going to have to be streaming that. So hopefully you have good internet to do that. Also, Two Point Campus is a uh, funny, charming, quirky uh, world of Two Point County, and it's a management sim. So uh, you're going to like have to build and run your own university the way you want it. Uh, so Two Point Campus uh, comes on Switch later this year. So Tony Hawk, Just Dance, Guardians of the Galaxy, 
two point campus. What do you think, Barry? I love Tony Hawk. Uh, I actually replayed the one and two on PS4 because I'm like, oh yeah, it's not. It should come to Switch, but it's not. Um, so I really had a lot of fun with it, and uh, I do recommend it. I mean, uh, that was again part of my high school. Tony Hawk, uh, Just Dance. My wife likes Just Dance, so I mean, I'll be getting it for the set, but she she might actually play that. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy looks like a lot of fun, and again, it's definitely one of those. If I had time, I'd probably give it a shot. Uh, the fact that it's a cloud version means I'm not getting it for the Switch because it won't be a physical. And uh, I, I, I was shocked when it was, was shown off. Like, is this really going to be on the Switch? Like, holy crap. I did not expect this. Now it makes more sense. And uh, Two Point Campus, uh, I've heard good things about Two Point Hospital, but I've never played it. So Nice. How about you, Greg? Never really been a Tony Hawk fan. Never really been into skateboarding, so it's an easy pass for me. Um, Just Dance, probably another pass. I mean, played a few entries on Wii, but it's nothing we're super attached to, so it's probably not anything we'll be getting. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the streaming thing sounds uh, not very good, so <laughs> I don't know. Probably not be doing that one. And Two Point Campus did sound kind of intriguing, like just kind of managing like a whole university and everything, so... We'll have to see on that. I don't know how much I'll want to put into that, but that seems like it would be a super time-intensive game to be designing your own university and then maintaining it. Yeah, yeah. Just like real life. I want to escape from real life. <laughs> Not that we get a chance to just run universities in real life. but <laughs> well, What are you talking about? I do. <laughs> All the time. You're like running partial like games game publishing company doing this all these other things building your own museum and you know i run a university yeah. on the side as well um, yeah, I, have to, Come on. I also own my entire island and I have to design that that's right put trees where i want them to go saving the world every time i turn around <laughs> rescuing princesses now, now there's a game yeah. where i can build my own games <laughs> yeah now i'm a game developer yeah uh, <laughs> uh, Jakester says that he has no interest in Tony Hawk Campus or Just Dance. Guardians almost got him, but uh, he doesn't have good internet for the cloud version. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with all of you guys. Like Tony Hawk Pro Stater 1 and 2, it's cool. I'm not, I, I really don't get into the fact that they bring these back in HD. Again, if I'm going to play a new version of it, I'm probably going to get it on Xbox because it's going to look better than it is on Switch. Um, and I haven't yet. And so I'm probably not going to. We'll see if I get it. It's for the people who don't have an Xbox, like Greg. No, that's absolutely true. And I'm happy for them. It's it's cool. I'm just saying, I personally, I'm not going to be getting it. But it's cool that it's coming back because Pro Skater is awesome. Um, yeah, Two Point Campus doesn't interest me at all. Just Dance, we'll, we'll see. I get one every few years. So this, this might be the one I get. Um, and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Hopefully they do a little trial of it like they do with the other cloud games and we'll we'll see how it goes and I don't know. But again, if I get it, I'll probably be on another system. But excited for those people that don't have those other systems and they can get it on there. Uh, all right, uh, moving on. We're in a, <laughs> several games that are like totally random and not even close to the same kind of genre, but Worms Rumble is uh, coming to a Switch. 32-player cross-platform combat. It's coming on June 23rd. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Worms, it's kind of this uh, turn-based, like, 
shooting back and forth. There's this whole much, so much more built into worms now. But originally it was like, you know, you pick your angle and your trajectory and you shoot back and forth. And now it's like this huge 32 player uh, daily challenges, battle modes, all these different things that you can uh, get into the game. So worms is officially coming to switch uh, fatal frame. Maiden of Black Water is coming to Switch uh, on uh, later this year. They didn't really tell us when, but later this year. So Fatal Frame returns. Uh, Cruisin' Blast is an exclusive for Switch. Uh, that's this fall. So if you're familiar with the Cruisin' games, racing, arcade racing games. And uh, and then Doom Eternal gets DLC Raise Hell. And that will be available uh, today. Actually, it's already out. So... Uh, completely random, uh, you know, uh, not connected games at all. Worms, Fatal Frame, Cruisin', Doom. Um, but uh, what do you think about uh, these games? Uh, let's go to you first, Barry. Uh, these ones are cool. I mean, Worms, Worms is a classic franchise. I just probably won't play Rumble. Fatal Frame is the most boggling one for me. I'm super happy it, it came um, another Wii U port, hopefully physical this time. What boggles me is the fact that it's also coming to other systems. And why that boggles me is last reports I've seen, Nintendo co-owns the IP with Koei Tecmo. So either Nintendo said, you know what, you can go ahead and do it. We'll allow you to do it because we have this great working relationship like with Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem Warriors and all that. Or Nintendo sold the IP rights back to Koei Tecmo. I really want to know the story. I hate that this stuff isn't public knowledge because <laughs> I'm just really curious. It's like the rights to Wonderful 101. Does Nintendo still own any of that or did they sell it back to Platinum? Was the fact that they allowed it, you know, the PS4 version to come? Is that like a, a gift? Is it a good grace? I don't know. Um, but I really want to know. But I'm really happy for Fatal Frame fans. Uh, never thought it would happen. Cruise and Blast looks like one... I want to play, and I'm really hoping that comes physically, but I I'm, I'm, have this dread that it's going to be a digital-only game because I love the cruising games, and this just looks like a fun arcade racer. Nice. Yeah, I'm just hoping and Cruising there's Blast Doom Eternal is... too, right? Yeah, Doom Eternal DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no interest in Doom Eternal. So. <laughs> good, for, good for those that like it, not for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not enough to get DLC for me. Uh, cruising, I'm just hoping that it's not one of those um, like cheap knockoff, like, mobile versions of the arcade racers they actually make a, a solid cruising game i'll be excited so um yeah fatal frame i'm just boggled by like you are and uh worms rumble we'll see we'll see uh, i like the idea for sure and it's cool that it's coming to switch greg what do you think i don't think uh worms rumble is the thing for me so that's probably probably be a pass um Fatal Frame, just like you guys, it's just great for the fans out there and interesting to see another uh, Wii U exclusive being brought back on Switch. Um, Cruising Blast does seem like it could be kind of fun. My daughter kind of was interested to see a different style of racing game, so it might be that might be another one to get from the library to check it out. And never really been a huge fan of Doom, so that's DLC with another pass. Nice. All right. Last three, Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot, uh, <laughs> plus a new Power Awakens set. Uh, so you can be able to play through, uh, relive the story of Goku and the other Z fighters. Uh, action RPG 
and you're gonna be played uh, through four sagas and face off against uh, all the iconic foes, of course. Um, and then you got the battle, or sorry, the boss battle episodes. A New Power Awakens Part 1 and 2 uh, are also included, and it's going to be uh, on the Switch on September 24th. And then Strange Brigade is a third-person adventure uh, that uh, allows you to blast through an army of mummify, mummified monstrosites while solving perilous puzzles in a booby-trapped ruins. So there you go. That, uh, that came out today. Um, and, uh, Astria ascended or sorry, ascending Astria ascending, uh, also, uh, was, uh, shown off briefly and is coming out on September 30th. I honestly don't even remember what that game was about. They covered it so quick. I think I even missed it in, uh, the, uh, live tweeting because I couldn't figure out how to, uh, spell Astria and they'd already moved on to the next game by the time I figured it out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Dragon Ball. Strange Brigade, Astria Ascending. Greg, what do you think? Dragon Ball, haven't, haven't really watched that at all, so that's most likely a pass for me. I know Barry likes to shake his head all the time when I say those kinds of sentences. So. <laughs> but at least I'm on Steve's side this time around, so I have some backup on my opinion. <laughs> um, Strange Brigade, I honestly just said watched like another um, trailer just to kind of refresh my mind. Um, that one doesn't really look like it's my style of game. Um, I don't really like the live action combat kind of puzzle solving and necessarily having a lot of online friend stuff and going on with that. And then for that Astria ascending, I also had to take a quick refresher at that one as well. Um, this one does look a little bit more of my alley, a traditional RPG with turn-based combat and stuff. So that one, it kind of has like a bravely default, like combat system where if you like hit with like a, um, weak point, then you get, multiple attacks and everything. So I might have to give that one a later shot to see more about it. So that pretty much it for me on those. Nice. Nice. Barry, uh, I know you're not a big fan of dragon ball, so um, no. you can talk about the other couple of games if you want. <laughs> no, um, well, dragon ball Z Kakarot's one of those that I was debating getting when it came out in PS4 and Xbox and I heard mixed things and again, time. So I, I do have them now on the systems when I got them for like, 10 bucks at like a black friday bandai namco was doing a sale last year but i, I haven't played them uh i don't know if i'll play the switch version versus the others it's i mean i've seen through the the four main sagas so many times now through through the games and through the movies like i just want new content so i probably won't play it plus i can tell I'm, i would get lost in that world so i probably don't want to do that uh strange brigade is one that doesn't really appeal to me. However, I looked it up. It has like a 73 on Metacritic and a 9 out of 10 on Steam. So I'm like, oh, wow, you know what? This, <laughs> this game seems to be really good, positively reviewed. So way to go, Nintendo, for getting this on your system. Uh, and Astria Ascending was like a sleeper hit for me on the show. Like I saw that. I was like, well, this looks beautiful. Like this looks like a lot of fun. I'm hoping it gets a physical or, you know, because I think that that could be a really great game that's going to be overlooked, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely have to look more into it. Um, like I said, it just, it was so quick in the direct that, uh, that I totally forgot about it. Um, and, uh, you know, moved on to the other bigger announcements. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, yeah, the other, the other games aren't, aren't that exciting for me really as either. So, um, cool that they're coming out. Um, and I obviously know lots of people are going to be excited about Dragon Ball. 
I've never just never gotten into it. So, um, but really cool that it's coming uh, for all those fans and great that the, all it's one of those versions that all the DLC, I think it seems like from all the, the previous version of the game plus more is coming. So that's really exciting too. Um, all right, well, let's move on because there was what, like 10, 12, something <laughs> other events that happened over the last several days. And yes. uh, like I said, uh, I missed them all. Uh, because I was out of the country and not around good internet. And uh, so I didn't really get a chance to see any of those other events. I've heard some stuff, saw some stuff, saw the list of little games and things that are coming out. I know Greg only got to to catch a couple of these as well. Uh, so Barry, lead us through the rest of these events. And uh, <laughs> we'll we'll share some thoughts in there. Like, like we've looked at the games. We know what's coming out. So uh, we'll share where we can, uh, share our opinions and everything. Uh, again, those of you guys that are listening live, let us know uh, what you think in the live chat, but also after the fact in the comments. We'd love to, to know what your thoughts are about the Nintendo Direct and all these other events as well. So Barry, uh, let's let's kick this off with the rest of these like 47 events. It turned from 10 to 12 down to 47. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right, so the way we're going to do this is I'm, I'm going to talk about a little bit about the event. I'm going to talk about the games that are coming to the Switch, and we'll talk about those games, what excites us, and then after we can talk about any of the other games shown off that we want to you know, make note of, maybe maybe we'll be lucky and they'll come to the Switch later on. Uh, so two days before E3 even started, uh, there was the Summer Game Fest Spectacular World Premiere Showcase, which is uh, Jeff Keighley's show. And uh, there were a few Switch games shown during this period. This was on June 10th. Uh, so we had Among Us has, has new content coming. Two Point Campus, which was then, of course, later shown off at the Nintendo Direct. Rocket League has Fast and Furious cars coming. Uh, a game called Sky, The Little Prince Season. Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, was shown off again. And Fall Guys was shown off getting a 2B skin. 2B, of course, from Nier. Uh, Greg, what do you think of these announcements for the Switch? Well, Among Us I already have, so I'll probably be playing through those, like the new content there. So that will be something to look forward to there. Um, I already gave thoughts on the two-point campus from the Nintendo Direct and Monster Hunter Stories 2 as well. Um, Sky, I was trying to find a little bit more stuff about, and I didn't quite get a good synopsis. So I'm probably something I'll have to look through later on after before our next episode and fall guys i've already been kind of interested in since it was on other platforms and it seemed like a kind of fun um fortnite version game that i would actually enjoy with actually other people so i was probably be planning to pick that one up when it comes out later out this year or is it already out i don't know but whenever it is <laughs> i think it's coming out soon uh uh steve what about you yeah, I honestly, can picture one thing already. <laughs> I actually, no, no. Um, wow. I I already had the chance to buy because this is uh, the um, Rocket League cars are coming back to the the game. So, like Fast and Furious cars are already out, <clears throat> and I had a chance to buy them the last time they were they were about, and I and I didn't then. So this is not that exciting for me to, that they're coming back. Um, but it totally makes sense with a new movie coming out soon. Um, and, uh, among us, that's, uh, eh, I've, I've kind of lost interest. Um, fall guys, it's just another skin and I have not bought any skins for fall guys. So, um, I don't really care. Uh, sky does look interesting though. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to learn more about sky. 
Yeah, I, I think I'm with you there. Like Sky seems to be the one of those that interests me the most. The other ones, I mean, Monster Hunter Stories 2 is the only other one that I might actually uh, play if I have the time. But the, a lot of the other stuff, too, is shown off in other shows afterwards in Nintendo <clears throat> Direct, so we did talk about them. But uh, it was very light overall on the Switch. Now, of the other games that were shown off, because it was, it was like a two-hour show, um, there were some really cool games shown off. Uh, any of those interest you, or would they be like, all right, this, I would love this if it came to Switch or play it on another system? Uh, Greg? I'm just kind of looking through. I mean... Like Jurassic World seems like it could be potentially kind of fun game. I kind of like Jurassic Park games. Um, so I did really like Turok and stuff. Uh, Stranger Things, I was a big fan of the Netflix show, so that might be something to consider as well. I, I didn't really watch any of the footage, but just going based on the name. So that does sound like something that I might also enjoy as well. But that's pretty much it from what I could tell, just based on the names. Yeah. And the Stranger Steve, Things about, thing, yeah. it's actually just, a, is it a crossover with Smite? It's a crossover with Smite. It's in the game Smite. You get like Eleven and Hopper, and then you get like the Demogorgon and the uh, the Flayer mm. as characters. And like there's the like underground, uh, or the upside down map and stuff. But it's in Smite. Gotcha. Yeah, I think um, nothing really stands out a whole lot. Um, it's, it's interesting, uh, that overwatch two, I feel like keeps getting more and more content. I'm like, are they ever going to come out with overwatch three or is this just going to be the, the <laughs> one that we, we stick with forever? Kind of like, uh, um, team fortress just two became yeah. the thing and that's it for here on out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think you know, that stuff's cool. Um, I finally did try Warzone. Mm, I know there's a lot of big fans of the game, but I don't, I don't know if it's not my thing. I, I need to spend more time with it. Um, the rest of these, I don't know. I, nothing really jumps out to me, honestly, Barry. Eh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, for me, uh, the biggest one was Tales of Arise, which I love the Tales of games. So I know that's not coming to Switch. I wish it was, but I would definitely be playing that one. Uh, my wife's a big Evil Dead fan, so Evil Dead the game is one that she's interested in. A tunic, tunic looks fantastic. I, I, I really hope Microsoft brings tunic over. Zelda, very Zelda inspired, looks great. There's apparently a new demo. It's apparently difficult, but like non, it's it's also forgiving. Um, and the uh, only other one I kind of looked at and was like, that's interesting that it's not coming to Switch. Is Salt and Sacrifice which is made by the people of Salt and Sanctuary. Mm. And that is on the Switch. So it's kind of weird that that one's not making it over. Hmm. Um, I know Elden Ring was their big finale. I know a lot of people are crazy for Elden Ring. It's you know Bandai Namco from Software and, and uh, Game of Thrones writer and all that. But it's I'm, I've had enough of the Souls games. <laughs> and that's <laughs> definitely not coming to Switch. Um, so then right after that, it was followed by Day of the Devs, which is a little showcase that's done by Double, Double Fine and I Am 8-Bit. Uh, and despite the fact that Double Fine is now owned by Microsoft, it was not exclusively a Microsoft show, although the majority of the games are on Microsoft, you know, the Xbox or the, the Steam or Windows and stuff like that. But there were three games shown off that are actually coming to the Switch. Uh, Axion Verge 2. Uh, Garden Story and Road 96. So let's go with you first, Steve. Um, any of those interest you? You know, I I, I need to look more into Axiom Verge. Uh, like that whole like one and two. Like I, it's those games that I that always stand out to me every time I see it. And I'm like, why haven't I played it yet? And in fact, I'm pretty sure I have one uh, 
maybe on on Switch. Was it also on Wii U? I feel like it was. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, so I think I have it on Wii U um, as well, and I, I may have it on Steam or something too. I think it it's one of those games that keeps thro- being thrown in different collections and stuff. Um, so I think I. Yeah, of any of those, that's that's the one that definitely stands out to me, and I need to play the first one probably first before I, I play two. But but yeah, and it, that's that's the one that that stands out to me. Greg, yeah, definitely Axiom Verge two. Um, I did play a good portion of the first one. I didn't actually beat it. It is a game that I would love to go back and actually do beat, but definitely will be picking up that one. Um, the other ones didn't really seem to, like the Garden Story and Road 96 didn't really seem to interest me as much. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Axiom Verge 2, I love the first one, so the second one definitely has me excited. The other two games, I mean, they look cool, but they're not like up my alley. Uh, were there any other games shown off at Day of the Devs for either of you that like spoke to you? Or were there all like nothing that interests you? Yeah, nothing here. I'm not seeing anything from me either, so nothing really stuck out. The one I will I would just draw attention to was a game called Last Stop. Uh, it's by Anapura Apurina. Um, that looks really interesting. I like the way they're uh, they're going about doing it. But uh, other than that, a lot of the stuff just it was just more games, and it was like, yeah, you know what, this is nothing that totally interests me. Um, but I'm happy that they got some showcase. You know, it's it's great for them to get in in any E3 showing. Um, the next day, we had the IGN Expo, uh, where we had some really interesting uh, announcements. More Switch stuff was shown off. Some of the same stuff was shown off as the uh, as Jeff Keighley show. But uh, for the Switch, we have Doki Doki Literature Club Plus, Death's Gambit Afterlife, Big Rumble Boxing, Creed Champions, The Forgotten City, Unbound, Worlds Apart, Skatebird, Ali Ali World, Two-point campus again shown off. The Streets of Rage 4 DLC and unpacking. So, uh, Greg, any of these speak to you? Well, the it's kind of interesting with that Doki Doki thing. Is that actually related to the Doki Doki Panic from in Japan? <laughs> no, no, it absolutely nothing to do with Doki Doki Panic. There's so many games called Doki Doki. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> yeah, I need to look into the significance of that in Japanese because I feel I see that all the time. It's probably why everything Doki is Doki Doki these made by an American. <laughs> it's nothing um, Japanese I don't at think all. Anything, I don't think really anything stuck out like this time around. I don't remember if Ali Ali World. I know we that one definitely rings a bell from a previous like Nindy um, showcase. I'm trying to remember if that was one of the ones that was on my list or not, but. Um, that's pretty much the only one I might be interested in if it's the game I think it is. Yeah. And what about you, Steve? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the Skatebird, Ali Ali World, um, Streets of Rage 4, those are, those are games that definitely stand out to me, um, that we've talked about in previous, uh, podcasts. Um, but, uh, I think the one that I I'm actually a little surprised that is coming to Switch is the uh, Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions. Um, just didn't expect that to to come to Switch. Um, I think 
that's that's also one of those games I'm pretty sure is on the Oculus. And uh, I think if I'm going to play a game like that, I think uh, I've been tempted to to get it in in VR. And so I think it'd be uh, just a different kind of uh, experience to play it in, in VR rather than on you know 2D screen. So if I get it, I think I'm going to slide that way. But um, but yeah, this this kind of seemed like the the list and everything seemed more like. Yeah, like a like an indie indie direct kind of thing that we've had before, um, and all <laughs> I think quality games though. Yeah, um, for me the biggest game was Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. I love Doki Doki Literature Club. It is free on Steam. If you have not played it, set aside two hours or so to play it. It is a short game. It is fantastic. Um, it's one of those games where you either absolutely love it or it leaves you scarred. Um, Play it, though, and go in blind. Do not look up anything and just keep playing. When you think you beat it, keep playing. You'll know the ending when you beat it. And the fact that when you play through, you will probably ask yourself one question. How the hell is this going to work on Switch? Um, because I never thought this could be played on anything but a PC, but it's coming to Switch and PS4 and PS5 uh, with new stuff. And this is done by, you know, I think it's one person. Uh, really, really amazing game, and it is a visual novel, but it's it's unlike other visual novels. Like it's just it's worth the two hours to play through this. Um, another standout game was Death's Gambit Afterlife. It's actually a game that came out in PS4. Um, it was like a GameStop exclusive physically, and now it's coming to the Switch with like a bunch of new stuff. It looks like it's a 2D action style game. Looks awesome. Uh, really excited. Skateboard looks kind of cool. Uh, looks like a lot of fun. Uh, old school Tony Hawk style, but you know, I'd rather play Tony Hawk one and two. Uh, and I'm with you, uh, Steve, with Creed Champions. I'm really shocked that that's coming over, but I'm happy it's coming over. We need more boxing games. Absolutely. Um, of the rest of the list that you guys have, is there anything there that you know? Some of it's repeats, but is there anything that like speaks to you and goes, "Oh, you know what? That's kind of cool." Uh, Greg. No. Uh, nothing else from me really stood out. I mean, I would have to do a lot more research on them, just as we stated, and we watched like this show. So, I mean, I would have to even look more into it. Yeah. What about you, uh, Steve? I want all the arcade one-up cabinets, all of them, <laughs> especially these. These look great. Like Turtles in Time. I'm gonna get one for yeah. Greg. Not no, I'm not gonna get one. I'd I'd. I'd It'd be easier to, to get you a cartridge because uh, it's a lot cheaper. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, and then the Miss Pac-Man, Galaga 81, uh, and then 12 Capcom games in one. That's awesome as well. So yeah, I like has nothing to do with Switch at all, but that that's exciting for me. And I probably still won't own any of them, but I want to. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, why they, the heck they, are we getting those old Namco games? Like, why aren't we getting Galaga, Defender? We don't have that yet, right? We have Galaga, yeah. Galaga. I think... Yeah, I don't think Defender's actually been in any of the arcade one-ups yet. Which but, is weird. Yeah, they've got a lot of other ones, though. The The repackaging of Ms. Pac-Man, uh, Galaga 81, is actually new, but they've got all the other ones already. Yeah, and like the Capcom games, like the Street Fighter again with a bunch of other like old-school Capcom stuff. It's, it's a championship edition, too. It looks really cool. Uh, I'm with you there. If I had the room, I would have all those arcade one-ups. Uh, I just don't have the room. Uh... The Sherlock Holmes game actually looked kind of interesting. Uh, and Martha is Dead. If you haven't seen that, 
uh, trailer, you should watch that. It's really weird. It's like a, a woman, like a husband and a woman are happy, and then the husband drowns the woman in the, the lake. And like you have to like do stuff to appease, and if you appease the the spirit, you're fine. Otherwise, she drags you under, and like it looks really creepy. And and I don't usually like creepy games, but I think the premise is really interesting. Uh, so definitely at least give that a shot. Uh, at least the trailer. So then we move on to the official first day of E3, June twelfth, and the first thing we actually get is a wholesome direct, which is stuff we've actually covered before. Awesome direct, uh, a lot of you know indie titles. I didn't even expect this to be as long as it was, and I didn't expect this many Switch games. Yeah. So we're we're just going to cover the Switch games here. There were a lot of games covered, uh, and there's a lot of indie stuff. But I'm just going to list them quickly. Uh, here's all the Switch games that were were shown off during this wholesome direct: uh, Bear and Breakfast, Beasts of Maravilla Island, Button City, Dorg Gone. Uh, Dreamland uh, Confectionery, Fire Tonight, Freshly Frosted, Garden Story again shown off, Here Comes Nico, Hoa, Kiwi, uh, Kokopoa's Atlas, Creature Kind, Lego Builder's Journey, Letters, Mythical Ocean, Please Be Happy, Rainbow Billy, Season Spree, Skatebird again shown off, uh, Snacko, Tasumachi Behind the Twilight, The Gecko Gods, The Magnificent Tru Truffle Pigs, The Outband Outbound Ghost, We Are OFK, Witchery Academy, uh, Academy or yeah, Academy, and uh, Wudo. Or Academy, there we go, I can't speak. Witchery Academy uh, and Wudo. Um, that's a lot of games, and that's, that's like half the game shown off. There were a bunch shown off that were not for Switch. Uh, Steve, <laughs> do any of those... Uh, catch your interest at all did you see any trailers for any of this stuff i know it's a lot it is a lot and i i do want to go back and and check these games out uh, so a quick answer is nothing did because i haven't seen any of them yet um but a lot of these games are they're the style of game that like you need to see and you need to look into a lot of times because they're not your typical you know triple games and stuff like that and so there, I need to go back and actually look in depth, like on a lot of these for sure. And I love that the Silicon Era has the the description there. So like that's going to be my kind of go to. Like, okay, this description looks cool. Let's click on it and look more into the game. But that many, uh, it's going to take some time to actually do it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I love that. Like all the wholesome game stuff is it's like just they're wholesome games. Um, yeah. So which is really cool. And a lot of times, you know, they're they're totally different kinds of games than you'd normally see. Um, so yeah, it's, it's hard to know like, Oh, will I like that just by a short description? No, I, I won't know. So I need to look into it. So I don't really have a whole lot to say. Um, but, uh, excited about looking into more of them. All right. What about you, Greg? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely echo those same kind of thoughts, Steve. I mean, a number of these do sound familiar from previous like Nindy showcases like that bear and breakfast. And I already knew I didn't really, like that one. So, I mean, based on some of these descriptions, it sounds like I could like them, like some of these puzzle platformers and stuff like that. So there's like Hoa and some other ones that fit the bill. But again, it just needs to review the trailers and find out more information before I can make any hard creed um, guess if it's something that's more worth uh, me to pick up. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, a lot of them are like, especially in the direct like this, you, you see a trailer and it's moved on immediately to the other. So there's very, it has a lot of time to digest a lot of these. And with E3, so much going on. So there's certain ones I I personally will be looking back into. Uh, some that caught my eye when watching uh, Lego's Builder's Journey. Uh, it was weird seeing a Lego, an official Lego game, uh, just like not based on a property again, just in like a more independent style. Uh, looked interesting as a puzzle game. And the Gecko Gods uh, was another one that just, like I looked at it, I was like, oh, this this actually looks really interesting uh, playing as a gecko and it's a like a platformer and it just like not like gex style but it, it really brought my attention so uh, those are two that I'm really excited about and a lot of the others I do need to go back and look but it was just like I was shocked at just how many games were coming out in this direct like it was like an hour long or something like that and it just kept kept coming out I'm like wow like you could have made like five directs out of this one like holy crap uh, so good for them. I love to see that. Uh, get some more indie love. But now let's leave indie love. Let's go to Ubisoft, where I'll be honest, Ubisoft forward on June 12th, I felt was the worst showing out there. Um, mainly because of the pacing. I felt the pacing was terrible. And the content of games they showed off overall, I thought was not very good. But they did show off two Nintendo Switch games, and they're two that were also strangely shown in Nintendo's Direct, which I felt maybe they would omit from Nintendo's Direct because they were in Ubisoft's. Nope, Nintendo showed them off as well. It's Just Dance 2022, and Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope were shown off. So I'm going to just briefly, since we've already talked about that, I'm just going to list the other games that were shown off, and we can just talk briefly about it. Uh, they showed off Rainbow Six Extraction for an excruciating 16 minutes to start off the show. Rocksmith Plus... Um, where you can actually play guitar and learn guitar. Riders Republic, Rainbow Six Siege has DLC coming. Assassin's Creed Valhalla has DLC coming. Far Cry 6, uh, they ended with Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora. And in the middle, they had a little film and TV section for their shows Mythic Quest on Apple TV and a movie coming out called Werewolves Within. Uh, Greg, anything on this list um, that you haven't really talked about yet interest you? Um. Obviously, the Rocksmiths almost almost seems like it could be kind of interesting. Sounds like Guitar Hero is slowly making its way back around or um, Rock Band, I guess. It's another genre <laughs> that they're trying to reboot. Um, that would pretty much just to be about it. Wasn't really big into a lot of Ubisoft's other titles. So I definitely saw like your um, comments saying how it wasn't like a very good show. I mean, I would have wanted to watch 16 minutes of Rainbow Six either. So I'm kind of glad it don't have to spend my time on that <laughs> terrible way to open a show is 16 minutes of a game that you may not your audience may not be interested in i mean i can only uh, imagine like nintendo's doing like 16 minutes on like a fire emblem game to open it and everyone being so pissed off about it so <laughs> well, yeah that's why that's nintendo about much better spacing it's like two or three minutes at most on their games yep uh steve what about you yeah, I agree. Um, Rocksmith, it, it's interesting that they're finally bringing that back. I, I got the 2012 or whatever the last one they did. Um, yeah. And uh, it's great. Um, I, I got it on sale. I got this like special edition and everything and then never played it. Um, <laughs> but uh, so it's cool. I, I need to look more into figuring out what this means. Is it like a combination or if it's actually a new game or something like that? But uh, love the That's idea of it. That's a brand new game. 
So, Brand new um, game, and one of the things they're doing is they're using your phone as a microphone. So you don't need like peripherals for your guitar. You can have your phone like with an yeah. app in listening mode, so it listens to how you play, and it you know responds to the game if you're playing it correctly. Okay, that's cool. Um, I I watched Mythic Quest and I stopped after one episode. Uh, so oh wow, that yeah. bad, huh? Uh, not that bad. It just just didn't ra- grab me. Um, but yeah, um, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna echo that. A Werewolves Within could be really interesting as a movie. Uh, I just did uh, Raging Loop, uh, which is a visual novel on the Switch about the Werewolves Within game. Um, and I love the concept of Werewolves Within. I like how in the trailer, it's like, this is one of the best games you've never heard of. And I agree, Werewolves Within is a really cool game. Uh, so it's interesting that they took that and made it into a movie. Uh, also, interestingly, it stars the AT&T girl, which was weird seeing her in like a more horror-type atmosphere as opposed to selling me cellular phones. Um, but yeah, a lot of the stuff is on uh, subscription. And Avatar looks beautiful, but it's a first person. And like, I was like, oh, no. That that sucks. Uh, so then we get to one of my favorite shows, and and I really hope you you've watched this, Steve. And if you're not, you need to go and watch this. And, and same with you, Greg. Uh, is Devolver Digital show, and Devolver Digital is famous for doing the most off the wall, incredibly crazy. I can't believe they got away with that shows, and uh, they did it again with the Devolver Max Pass Plus showcase. And uh, that was on June 12th again. There were two games shown off for the Switch, which were Wizard with a Gun and Demon Throttle. The unique thing about Demon Throttle is that it will never be a digital release. It is a physical-only release available right now from Special Reserve Games. It's an open pre-order to October 13th. Looks great, um, but it is a physical-only release, and they stressed that. Uh, The other games they showed off were unfortunately not in the Switch as of now. Some of it looked really cool. The trailers were bizarre and amazing, as was the rest of the show. Uh, did you guys get a chance to watch this show at all? Please tell me yes. Nope, not yet. But I have watched the other ones, though. I, I have seen their past ones. I just uh, I just didn't get a chance to watch this one yet. So it, it'll be on my to-watch list. Uh, yeah, I, what about you, Greg? I unfortunately didn't watch it, but I... Do remember you t- like really upping like their presentation style, and I really need to jump in and watch these. You got to go back to 2007. You got to do an order that's actually a continued storyline. <laughs> they and they it's not even their real employees. They hire actors to do this. Like it's a professional film set. Um, they actually go ahead and do this with the continued actors doing this whole storyline. Uh, this year, one of the crazy things they did, in addition to to everything else they've done is they made a videotape of the entire presentation. Only one videotape of it, and they broke the tab so it could never be copied, and they sold it on their site to one collector. Only one person got it for $1,000, and it sold out instantly. Um, They also sold apparel, um, and if you go to their site, the apparel description is hilarious. Like, it is one of those things for for their type of humor. and you, you can do this now as Max Pass Plus. Devolver Max Pass Plus is a real site. And their apparel, which, which I, I don't even think is a, around anymore um, because they've sold it already. And if, there are very few things. Uh, one of them was a suit. Uh, there's an actor that wore a suit. It was 500 hours. 
And uh, the description of the suit is bespoke beauty business. Buy it. This custom suit was featured in the Devolver Cinematic Universe 2021 thingy that was shown as part of the Summer Games Fest. There are two for sale because we weren't sure if the actor would get chilly on them, but they did not. And so they are ready for your next pitch meeting. Drinks at the JW Marriott or Backyard Barbecue. 500 bucks. Uh, you know, like they're just, just having fun with these type of, of sh things like their t-shirt show your never-ending love and undying loyalty to your favorite fashion line and fourth favorite video game publisher with the stylish brandish uh branded brandish stylish shirt it is purple it is branded it is soft and it proves that you have a lifetime subscription to devolver digital which in turn only gets you this shirt like <laughs> like they're just they love their humor and they're so on point. And if you you haven't checked this their shows out, do it. And their games are really good too. So you you should go back and watch that. But uh, for me, Wizard with a Gun looks like a lot of fun, as does Demon Throttle, both games on the Switch. Uh, and the rest of the games look interesting. Trek to Yami looks really cool. I, I do hope that comes over. And while I'm not a big mobile person, a Tumble Time, uh, watch that trailer. It's part of the thing. That is probably one of my favorite video game trailers of the year, um, just because it's hilarious. And, you know, if you like comedy, you'll probably enjoy that. So moving on, because now we're on June 13th, uh, Microsoft and Bethesda had a joint showcase. So usually we talk about the Bethesda showcase because they do show Switch games. Um, Microsoft now owns Bethesda, so they combined it. So they did surprisingly show some Switch stuff. Um, that's also on Xbox. Uh, four games, in fact, were shown off. Uh, so we'll talk about them briefly. Diablo 2 Resurrected, which is coming September 23rd. Uh, Among Us, again, we, we talked about that. That has 15 player lobbies coming to Xbox, and, and hopefully that's also coming to the Switch. And then uh, from the creators of Sukaden, the old RPG series on the PlayStation and PlayStation 2. You have Yudin Chronicles 100 Heroes in 2023 and a surprise action RPG spinoff called Yudin Chronicles Rising, which is coming out next year. Um, Greg, any of these excite you? No, I can't really say anything. Um, I haven't really played tons of Bethesda games because they just recently been on board with Switch with like Skyrim and stuff, so I haven't really seen too much of their other stuff so i have heard of games like diablo and stuff but i don't know if that's quite my cup of tea with that style of gameplay so it pretty much will more be just uh mostly pass unless i when i go through the list in more detail that i see something else that might stick out i figured you chronicle would be up your alley it looks like octopath traveler it looks beautiful um really gorgeous game steve what about you yeah, I, I already talked about Among Us. Um, I'm kind of over that game, but uh, Diablo Diablo is one of those series that I've I've always seen people talk about with so much uh, love, and I've never gotten into it. So maybe uh, maybe one of these days I'll I'll get into it. Um, it's cool that Diablo Two is coming. Uh, that means we got two and three on Switch. So yep. one one is going to eventually come. <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah, if you haven't played Diablo, I definitely recommend it. Diablo Two was one of the few games you know that I remember getting at launch and being so excited because we finally wouldn't have patches because Blizzard was notorious with patches and playing Diablo was always every time you logged in there was new patches. On day one there was a patch and I was pissed off that I had to wait and download this patch. Uh, Diablo is a fantastic game. Diablo two is like creme de la creme of the 
isometric action RPG. Uh, highly, highly recommend it. And Unit Chronicles is actually a game I uh, kickstarted, forgot about, realized I kickstarted when I showed it off here and was like, oh my God, this game looks amazing because it does. It looks like Octopath Traveler, looks beautiful. And the fact that we're getting an action RPG to tide us over uh, is even better um, because I'd rather, especially Kickstarter games, you know, have a little more time in development, it's a smaller team. But if you have, if you like Octopath Traveler and you especially if you like the Sukaden games um, or you just like RPGs in general, I definitely recommend you look up trailers for this game. It looks phenomenal. Um, so yeah, that yeah, to I'll me, I, be I, doing that <laughs> I didn't quite realize it was an Octopath Traveler like game. So that's yes. probably more definitely going to be something I <laughs> strongly consider looking into probably tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I, I highly recommend look at the trailer. Uh, you can look at the Kickstarter too and see what it's about. Um, but yeah, phenomenal. Uh, they showed a bunch of other stuff. Most of it is, uh, you know, Xbox and PC. I will say Flight Simulator looks fantastic and the new Forza Horizon 5, absolutely stunning. I wish Switch, you know, had that type of graphics. I would those, love for Nintendo to do that. Those are the two for sure that stood out to me. Like having a Top Gun yeah. crossover in Flight Simulator, yeah. that's fantastic. So, uh yeah, uh, I, I hope to play it on the Switch Pro that maybe or whatever. But um, but yeah, both of those games. I doubt it. Flight Simulator is only coming to Series X and, or S and X. It's not even yeah. Xbox One. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no way. Like Switch. while I wish both you know a game like Forza, any either of the Forza uh, franchises or Flight Simulator to come to Switch, I know it's not going to, um, or any Nintendo platform. Um, but I'm excited about them coming to Xbox though. Yeah, at least you you can have uh, have the ability to play uh, if you have an Xbox. And of course, Jakester mentioned it, but they did also have a mini fridge you can purchase that looks like an Xbox Series X. Um, so they did show that off at the end. So that's a thing if uh, if you want a mini fridge. Uh, so then it comes to what other people consider the worst presentation. Uh, I think it was better than Ubisoft Forward, but everyone's different. That's on the 13th as well. Is the Square Enix presents which uh, only had two Switch games shown off originally, but now has more Switch games shown off. Uh, Legend of Mana was shown off, Neo the World Ends With You, Guardians of the Galaxy, Life is Strange Remastered Collection, and Life is Strange True Colors. And I'll, I'll just, since it's so short, I'll just briefly show or, or talk about well, the other stuff that was shown off, and uh, you guys can weigh in on everything. Uh, they did Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, which is Final Fantasy 1 to 6, but it's only come into PC and mobile no consoles that is boggling and probably the biggest flub in my opinion uh marvel's avengers is getting updates uh mobile they had a whole bunch of mobile stuff hitman sniper uh near reincarnation war of the visions final fantasy brave exvius uh final fantasy 7 the first soldier uh and then they showed off babylon's fall which is a new game from platinum games uh which nintendo fans know except it's a service game so keep that in mind uh, and then they ended really with Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, which is this action RPG Final Fantasy game. It's a spinoff that is available. There's a demo now, which I downloaded, but I haven't played. That's only on PS5. And they reminded us that Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrates out, Near Replicants out, Outriders is out, and Forspoken, Final Fantasy XVI, and Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker are on their way. Uh, Greg, any of this stand out from you from Square Enix? Um, well, Mana series I've always been kind of interested in and still need to bite the bullet to get the collection that's already out. Um, 
I think that was pretty much the only like newer one that we haven't previously talked about. Um, like you, I don't know why that Final Fantasy like thing is not coming to Switch because that would have been incredible. Because I really like they were showing like four and six and stuff. I saw a couple clips of that and like, why the heck is this not on Switch? Agreed. Yeah, yeah that totally doesn't make See sense. Um, yeah, mana. I, like I, I've been going back and forth only because of time uh for legend of mana so we'll see if i end up getting it or not um but uh yeah the rest of the stuff i think we've talked about already um like of strange i'm interested for sure um but uh yeah i don't know marvel marvel's adventures uh confused me because i i got an email about it and i thought it was an actual uh wakanda forever um trailer and it was just more information about the game update <laughs> made me upset because i thought we were actually getting a a real trailer for the movie instead um but, uh, yeah i was like that how did that happen already um but uh yeah that's that's pretty much that all all that really stands out to me yeah legend of mana i, I love the mana series and i did the world ends with you final remix earlier this year so one of the reasons i did it is because neo the world ends with you is coming out this year so i do plan to play that and uh complete that little marathon uh, again i talked about life is strange and guardians of the galaxy uh I, if i play guardians it's going to be like the ps5 or series x version and uh of the other games final fantasy 14 and walker i'm totally looking forward to and i know that's going to absorb me and i just have to prepare for it and final fantasy 16 looks great and changes of paradise I, I do plan now that e3 is over and i might have some time to uh try that demo out and and that will decide whether or not i go after chaos more or not uh, and the Babylon's Fall kind of looked interesting, but when it's a service game, I just lose interest. And that's sad because that's, uh, that's Platinum. You know, I, I expect a lot from Platinum. So next on June 13th, because we're still there, there was a PC gaming show. Uh, five Switch games were showing off at the PC gaming show. That's crazy. You wouldn't think watching the PC gaming show you would see Switch games, but uh, there are. There's Dodgeball Academia, Lumber Hill, Vampire the Masquerade, Swan Song, Next Space Rebels, and Far Changing Tides. Uh, Steve, any of these come out to you and say, oh, you know what? I want this. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, to be completely honest, no. Um, I, I think Lumber Hill looks interesting. Um, yeah. I'll have to look into it more. I feel like it's it it's, looks cool, but I don't know. It doesn't seem any more, I don't know, uh, enticing than some other games uh, of its style. Um, but, uh, but that's really the only one that, that stands out to me um, on, on first look. Again, haven't given all these much time at all, um, but that's the only one that kind of stands out to me. Yeah, uh, Greg? Main one for me would, I think, was like the Dodgeball Academia, because I don't know if that's like a reference to super dodgeball i thought i saw on twitter at some point but maybe i'm making that up i thought i saw something along those lines but yeah that might be the only one that really could interest me and again like steve said i just need to review the four trailers for the or the other trailers for these games again because i, I missed the show i hear you there um so for me, Dodgeball Academia was the, the standout. Uh, it just looks really cool. I'm hoping for a physical. Uh, I also see 
in the chat, we've got a Kevin Wallace asking us what's up. Kevin Wallace, if you are, in fact, the same Kevin W that is at Nintendo Dad 420, please send us a message on Twitter because you are the winner of long ago. Our, our giveaway. So congratulations. Uh, so then later on that day, we had the Future Game Show. Uh, Future Game Show had a bunch of stuff for Switch as well. Like, already, there's been so many games for Switch, it, you, there's no time. So let's throw more games onto it, because why not? Uh, Grow, Song of the Evertree, uh, Death Run TV, Happy Game, Minute of Islands, Akiba's Trip, Hellhound, and Debriefed, Shadowverse, Champions Battle, Rune Factory 5, uh, Bitora, Lost Heaven, Two Point Campus again shown off, Conway, Disappearance at Daklaview, Ali Ali World again, shown off, Eldest Souls, Tales of Iron, Silly, A Tale of Paper, Gestalt, Steam and Cinder, Dice Legacy, and for Overcooked All You Can Eat, a happy birthday update. Greg, do any of these call to you? Not at an immediate um, glance, because I haven't really seen too much of the trailers for these. Um, Again, it's sometimes it's kind of hard based on even just going through the name. So I could list off a number of them and it would be completely not my style of game at all. So <laughs> instead of just <laughs> trying to guess on names without even the small description, I'll just have to say I'll review it and possibly bring it up at like a future podcast. <laughs> clearly, clearly no one on this this podcast does their homework. Uh, Steve, <laughs> what about I you? I was out of the country. I have a good excuse. <laughs> There's no um, excuse. <laughs> you have a cellular telephone. <laughs> uh, yes, but I was in a developing country that uh, has not good cell signal. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, the only one that really that stands out to me, we've already mentioned, it was Ali Ali World. Ali Ali World. Um, but uh, yeah, interested in maybe interested in a couple others. I mean, there's there's definitely some like Rune Factory Five that is just not my my cup of tea. And so um, obviously, there's plenty of people out there that are huge fans of it, but uh, not my kind of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it's cool. I, again, just another gigantic list, which is awesome <laughs> just to see. I mean, just comments about that is just like it, that's a huge another huge list of games. Yeah, so many this year. Uh, for me, Rune Factory 5 is the biggest standout because I can't wait for that game. Uh, one thing they did show is Rune Factory 4 Special and The Last Story of Seasons, which were Switch exclusives, or actually go into PlayStation and Xbox, which is kind of interesting because I don't know if they had some kind of deal with Xseed, but uh, I know those games don't do as well uh, on other systems, but kind of nice to to let other people, if more people get to play Rune Factory, the better. And as far as I'm concerned, that game's awesome. Uh, Kiba's Trip is also kind of weird to see come uh, that it's only the first game because there are two. It's like a vampire game where like all, all the vampires are women trying to kill you. And as you damage them, they lose their clothes so that the sun damages them more and eventually kills. It's like a really weird game. Uh, but it's great to see, you know, on the Switch, like sure, more things. And Happy Game. Happy Game is one that I'm not going to talk about. Happy Game is one that you need to watch the trailer, but I will say it really looks cool. Uh, that so that that's really cool. So Happy Game is is definitely a an interesting title. Uh, so then we do the Indie Game Showcase, uh, which was June fourteenth. Indie Game Showcase was really short. Um, 
In fact, the indie game showcase and the next one were, were super short and they came back to back and it was almost like, wait, am I in the next one now? But there were still some games shown off um, for the Switch. We had Toy Soldiers HD, Moolander, Bio Interstellar Arc, also known as Bark, Neko Ghost Jump were the four titles released for the Switch. And we can kind of lump with the next game because they kind of lumped it together, which was the Freedom Game Show, also on the June 14th, uh, where five games were shown off for the Switch. Uh, Dreamscaper, Airborne Kingdom, Koro, uh, Koromon, Cat Cafe Manager, and To the Rescue, a Dog Shelter Simulator. Um, so amongst these, between these two shows, uh, was there anything that stood out to you, Steve? No. <laughs> no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just seeing. Though it's funny that one had a game that's called Bark, and another one had a dog shelter simulator, and <laughs> and a cat cafe. I think there's a theme going on here. Um, there could be. No, I no. Um, but like, like I said, with the with the um, uh, wholesome games, like a lot of these are games that I definitely need to spend more time looking into, um, because they're, they're indie games that are kind of out there and like totally genre bending and all these different things. So it's, that's really cool. But I, I definitely need to spend more time looking into, to each of these, uh, cause I can't tell much at all from just the titles like Greg said before. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, I feel you're in the same boat, aren't you? Pretty much. Um, but I did, I think Toy Soldiers HD was in a previous um, Nintendo uh, indie yeah. direct or whatever indie showcase. And I believe I had said I was kind of interested in that one, so that one definitely obviously stuck out. But between the other ones, it's could be more research needed and do like uh, Steve's connection with all these cat and dogs uh, stuff going <laughs> on. Because <laughs> then we also have like the yeah. Bear and Breakfast Cafe and like <laughs> lots of animal themed games that was the C three. Animals confirmed for Switch. Escape well, you know, bird. Animal Crossing did so well. Yeah, Escape Birds, you put, put animals on the Switch. Uh, so for me, uh, the one big standout one was Koromon, which is a, a Pokemon ripoff, but it looks really cool. Uh, and one of the things that I love the most about indie games is the stories behind them, talking with the developers or hearing the developers talk about their story. And the the uh, To the Rescue with Dog Shelter Simulator, like the developer was talking and like the game itself doesn't look like something I'm interested in, but I love the story behind it and why they made it. And for that reason alone, I'll point attention to it because I love like a lot of these, you know, AAA companies, a lot of it, they do, oh, this will sell, this will sell. A lot of times you lose like the heart and soul behind a game. It's more like this is a corporate cash grab. Here's how we can make more money. And on the indies, it's a total different thing. They, if they go out there and a lot of times if they sell, you know, 500 copies, they, they're on top of the world. They feel like, oh, my God, I, this is fantastic because it's a passion project. And a lot of these are passion projects. So I definitely recommend even just watching the Freedom Game Show. Uh, and the indie game showcase, because especially the Freedom Game Show, because they're all published by Freedom Games, and all the developers are talking about it. Um, just the different things they they absolutely like. Like uh, one of the games is not coming to Switch, at least at the moment. It's PC only. It's called Slaughter League, which is like this 2D obstacle course kind of thing. But the developers like, you know, I worked in school, and when I came home, this was my project. This is what I really like to do, and I put my heart and soul into it. And now I'm finally able to release it. You know, it's coming out and like I love stories like that. So if if you also like that, check these directs out They're They're really quick, but uh, definitely uh, worth your time. 
So June 14th ended not yet with that. You would think, all right, we're done. But no, there's still two showcases left in June 14th. And the first of those two was the limited run games LRG3, uh, which not only featured a bunch of games coming physically, but also some digitally that weren't there before. Um, so here's, here's what, uh, what we have for this Switch. Axiom Verge 2, getting a physical. Blood Rain Betrayal, Fresh Bites, getting physical and probably digital as well. So there's a series you probably haven't heard from again or in a while. The Contra Anniversary Collection. The Double Dragon and Kunikun Retro Brawler Bundle. Dusk, Ghoul Patrol, which is bundled with Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Fantastic Super Nintendo games. Going Under, Haven, Hunt Down, uh, the collector's edition specifically, uh, One Step from Eden, the one that I can't believe was their most requested game ever, and it is one of the notoriously worst games ever in existence, called Plumbers Don't Wear Ties, is coming to the Switch. Republic Anniversary Edition, Retromania Wrestling, River City Girls Zero, River City Girls 2, RWBY Grim Eclipse, Skatebird, we've talked about it before, and there's confirmation that Skatebird is actually getting a physical. Strife, Super Hot, and The Takeover. Um, those are all the Switch physicals. Uh, to cover the other ones, Castlevania Requiem, Symphony of Night, and Rondo of Blood is to PS4. They're doing Castlevania Rondo of Blood on the Turbo Duo, one that never got a US release. They're actually putting out a TurboGrafx uh, CD game, which is fantastic because I never thought that would come out in America. Uh, River City Girls is also coming to PS5. And then the entire Shantae lineup of games is coming to the PS5, along with the original Shantae on PS4. So that will be three systems you can get the entire library uh, for all your Shantae needs. Uh, Steve, any of these stand out to you? Any of these say, oh, I, I really want to play these? Um, I think it's cool that the Contrary Anniversary collection is coming. Um, same thing with uh, the Double Dragon um, game. Uh and not that I'm excited, but it is interesting that River City Girls itself is not coming to Switch, but the Zero It's already out on Switch. Are, are, River City Girls is already out on Switch. Oh, okay. That's why. Okay. They're just bringing it to PS5. It came out for Switch and PS4 gotcha. already. Okay. That makes sense then. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I think it's cool that like Super Hot's coming over as well. Um, Skatebird. I think there's a lot of. I think a lot of these games are. It's really cool that they're getting um, physical releases. Um, I think the only one that would probably maybe uh, convince me to get it if I enjoy like like I said earlier with Axiom Verge. Um, I need to check out the games first. Um, but if I become a big fan, that could be one that I end up getting. Um, the other ones, I, I, Contra and Double Dragon, that's really cool. Castlevania, it's really cool, but um, but I'm not uh, I'm not enough of a fan to to get them physically. Um, but uh, still, really cool to see all these games coming out physically, though. What about you, Greg? Yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't the Contra one already out, or is that it's new? it's out digitally already? It's already yeah, digitally gonna... out in the Switch. That's a physical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That... Definitely, I think I already have that, but great to see that it's coming. Kind of surprised that um, it's limited run bringing it and not, uh, was it Konami? Konami, yeah. So, <laughs> gotta love, uh, Konami must uh, not be doing too well. They can't even print their own games anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Axiom Verge 2, I already talked about 
Um, great that Contra's finally getting a physical release, even though it should have been when it launched uh, whatever a year or two ago. Double Dragon, another series I've loved, and I think that's probably also <laughs> on the eShop already and yeah. now getting another. Yep, so they've fallen behind on those, it seems. And I think that was pretty much it because a lot of these are just uh, physical versions of games that are already out for the most part but I think the ones that are not are just going to have to be added to my list of trailers to review yeah definitely uh, look here at trailers um, if you've never played the zombie ate my neighbors uh, and the ghoul patrol uh, check those out they're super nintendo classics and sega genesis classics as well uh, I still am in disbelief that plumbers don't wear ties is actually going to be available on the switch and the playstation 4 um, and you know the PS5 even uh, that to me is just so mind-boggling. And if you've never seen anything of it, uh, Angry Video Game Nerd did an episode of it. It's so bad, and that is a hilarious video. Um, so if you need a laugh, but I, that is just that's one of those games that's like a gag thing. Like wait, you know, wait, you're serious. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's great to see Contra finally come. New Blood Rain. I mean, God, when was the last time we had Blood Rain? Blood Rain Two was like forever ago, uh, and. Uh, I'm just actually stoked that Rondo of Blood is getting a, a TurboGrafx CD physical release officially. Uh, mm-hmm. That, to me, is awesome. Uh, it's one of those games that should have been an English release a long time ago. Uh, finally, uh, another disappointing show for, for those out there uh, was Capcom. Capcom had a little segment people were expecting, oh, is it a new Mega Man or is it a new Resident Evil or is it a new Street Fighter or well, what are we going to get from Capcom? They have so many great IPs. Uh, so we had Monster Hunter Stories 2 again, uh, where they announced the demo with the cross-save feature. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise had new content and a crossover event with Monster Hunter Stories 2. Uh, the great Ace Attorney was shown off, which is the you know great, uh, the uh, Ace Attorney game and set in the past. Two games that we never got here, so it's actually a two-in-one. And then they did show off some Resident Evil 8 Village, and they spent a whopping 10 minutes of their 30-minute show talking about Street Fighter V and the competitions behind it. Um, Greg, what are your thoughts on Capcom's E3 showings? Okay, so this is actually the one show outside the, the Direct that I actually did watch, but I definitely turned it off during that Street Fighter V when they said it was like their last thing because that didn't really phase me or really interest me to watch the suffer through that. Um, I've already talked about Monster Hunter. I'm not really into that series. Um, the Great Ace Attorney, I am kind of intrigued to give that a shot once that comes over. It's been one of those things I've seen a lot of people recommend for Smash Brothers to have him join, so I was kind of intrigued to give that series a shot, and I know we were talking a little bit on Discord about that, so hoping to get my chance to finally play that series on Switch, and not really huge into Resident Evil, and as I was saying, I turned it off during Street Fighter because I haven't really played any of them since the second one, which there was like a thousand copies of <laughs> versions of. Just so you're aware, uh, Greg, Ace Attorney, the first three Ace Attorney games are available on the Switch right now, digitally and physically, if you want to buy the Japanese version, which is in English. Uh, so you can actually play those games right now. <laughs> awesome, even better. <laughs> Steve, what about you? Uh, yeah, I don't care about any of that. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've, we've talked monster hunter and how all of us just, you know, it's not our thing. Um, and, and I really never got into the Ace Attorney stuff. Um, clearly I'm 
like there's a lot of people that think differently than I do on that. But, but yeah, I never, I just never really got into it. Um, and yeah, I know all about street fighter five competitions. Why spend so much time on it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to echo a lot of that. I, I thought that I was into this, like maybe it'll be a surprise. Maybe we'll get some mega man. That's what I was hoping for. Uh, I expected the monster hunter and the Dresden evil eight. Like how could they not talk about it? It's been so big and, and greatest attorney was for me the standout because it was exclusive to that show. It was the only show it was shown off in. And I'm happy that one's actually getting a physical in America because had to import the other ones. But uh, yeah, it was a, another lackluster show. It really, it really had no business being a show. Like there was no reason Capcom had to reserve that 30 minute time slot. They, they, they didn't have enough to show. And most of that stuff was shown off in other showcases anyway. Um, but no, they made us wait till the end of the, the day for E3 uh, for that. And then, then I do have to say today, obviously we had the Nintendo Direct and Bandai Namco went after the Nintendo Direct and showed off one game. And I forget what it was even, and that was it. Um, again, why, why even have an, a time slot for one game? Just throw that in another showcase. So, uh, yeah, that was the end of E3. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It ended, you know, that part ended on a whimper. But it's, you know, of course, Nintendo Direct was today. Uh, overall, what did you guys think of this year? Like, just with everything. Yeah. Greg, how about you first? I definitely really enjoyed Nintendo's coverage. Um, even though we just went through this, it's great to see tons of indie support and definitely we'll be checking out a lot more trailers regarding those. Um, definitely didn't really seem like a lot of big hitters for like the other platforms, really like PS4, PS5 and stuff, unless I'm not following correctly, but it didn't seem like we had a lot of interest in a number of those going through all the shows. So, um, definitely been seeing that a lot of people were hoping nintendo to bail out e3 in general and i really almost think they did that because there were some really huge titles that we spent the majority of the podcast covering so overall i think e3 was pretty good and be nice again if they'd have actual demos for us to play like during like this week yeah yeah i i agree i think uh yeah nintendo i think it's the only show I watched, but, um, after hearing about all of them, I, it's the only one that I like really want to watch as, as well. Like I'm not any huge, like I've got a couple that I'm excited about going to see, but, but nothing like, Oh my gosh, I've got to check this game out or this show out right after we get done here. Um, it kind of just seemed like, eh, we, we did our best and which is okay. Um, but I think there's also some, like, even though I think Nintendo's did really well, I think it was not one of their strongest E3 as well. I think uh, they, they've they done far better in other years, put out some really big games. Like they put out some big games this year, but they put out some really big ones in the past. And uh, and still, no word of Switch Pro. So uh, we, we thought it might have been announced already before E3. Here we are after E3 and still no Switch Pro uh, official confirmation. So, you know we'll see um but uh yeah in general it, it could have been better but i'm glad we had something this year and it seemed like there were some other uh developer or publishers that um put out some seems like quality shows with a lot of games which is which is really cool i think that was the biggest thing that stood out to me is there's a lot of games especially from some uh lower quote lower level publishers but the big ones like didn't show up <laughs> like, yeah. or barely showed up so i guess 
I, things have switched. I, I think I'm going to echo that. Uh, I think the bigger publishers definitely didn't show up. And the indies stole the show outside of Nintendo. And I think this has probably been the most games shown off in an E3 for a Nintendo console. Like, the amount of games shown off is insane. And despite everything, the amount of time I spent even compiling the list of everything and watching the shows, right? Like, it was insane just the amount of stuff. Oh, my God, another one for Switch. Oh, my God, another one for Switch. Like, this is crazy. Uh, So there's a lot of great titles um, that I do recommend people go back and check and watch the trailers and and give some time to um, because it's just there's so much. And I will disagree with with uh, Steve on this. I do think this was actually one of Nintendo's better shows. Um, in fact, I put it at an 11 out of 10, and it, it hit all the notes with me, uh, and it and it hit my predictions. You know, when, when we did our predictions, you know, I had I had two of my three, and that was awesome. I was so happy to see that because that's what I wanted, and the stuff that you know, came over even stuff I've already played are series that I, I feel very passionate about, like Life is Strange and Dank and Rampa, and I'm so happy to see that stuff come over. And yeah, I, I, there's a lot of a lot of chords, a lot of people, you know, Vance, Vance Wars and and WarioWare and Mario Party and stuff like that. And Metroid, freak 2D Metroid, plus plus new Zelda, you know, 3D Zelda, and the same thing is is good with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I think overall it was a weaker E3. I think Nintendo definitely saved it. However, I think the amount of amount of games was greater this year than other years. But I think most people are going to overlook it because they're indie games. And unfortunately, a lot of people look at indie games as a dime a dozen or as lesser experiences and not worth their time because all they want is the next AAA game. And that's a shame because there are some real indie game gems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's definitely is plenty of those to go around. And as we were going through it, I was like, wow, there's so many Switch games, like you were saying. Like, I was not expecting that many more Switch games to be shown outside of Nintendo's Direct, because normally that's normally the only place to get the games that are coming on Switch. You don't expect to see, like, 20-some games in a different Direct, mm-hmm. a different coverage event, I should say. Not They're not all Directs, but... Yeah. yeah, I mean, there were yeah. five Switch games in the PC game show, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and four in in the Microsoft show. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know numbers on some of them, but it seems like some of them almost had more games, Switch games listed in their direct than Nintendo did themselves, or at least rivaling them, um, coming close. So that's that's really cool um, for sure. And and yeah, I think uh, Nintendo had a solid show. I'm not saying it was bad at all. Um, but I, I think the bar was low, <laughs> so it was easy for them to win for sure. Um, but, oh, yeah. uh, but I think they, even at that, they still way surpassed it, um, for well, sure. Now here's a question for you guys. Since E3 is now done, we've seen what's out there. We see what's coming. We see their fall lineup. I mean, the Nintendo has a stacked September, October, November, December, like there's a ton of great games coming out. Uh, especially if you factor in like Pokemon, which wasn't shown off, is coming out in November. So, you know, on top of all that, do you think Switch Pro will be a thing even this year? Or do you think these rumors will persist into next year where, oh, they have a strong enough lineup this year. They don't need a Switch Pro now. Let's wait till next year when they could have an even stronger system. <laughs> what do you I'm, think? I'm going to jump in. I think I, I think <laughs> we're looking at, at spring 2022 now. <laughs> I, I think they're... 
unless <laughs> unless it is fully backward compatible and and just enhance oh, things and stuff like that. If they go that direction, I could see possibly still still this this holiday, but I could also see them pushing it back to spring. What about you, Greg? This made me more think that it's gonna, could be more the successor than an actual like side grade, because just the sheer amount of games is kind of mind-boggling to go forward. I mean, the Wii was supported well into the Wii U's life cycle, and all they really need to do is have that backwards compatibility with all the Switch games, and it would be a perfect kind of next-gen console. Well, you think about it, Nintendo usually does five-year cycles with the Wii U only having a four-year because it did so poorly. Uh, and if you think about that, 2017, you have 2018, you have 2019, you have 2020, you have 2021. So next March in 2022 will be the fifth year. So instead, you might be right, instead of an integrator like the Pro, you know, a Switch 2 instead might very well be what we get. Yeah. Yeah, it's been cool to, I mean, to be able to ride this that long. Because I'm not denying. I mean, there's certainly tons of content. There's tons of great stuff coming up. You would never see like any of these being like a swan song kind of thing. It's probably going to be well-continued right past its life. And all they really need to do is have that backwards compatibility thing. And it's like a shot, like an easy shot like from extra cash and brand-new exclusives to the new one, along with playing all the older ones. Breath of the Wild 2, Swan Song, on both systems. <laughs> Just like it was for the Wii U. <laughs> the mm-hmm. first one was. Certainly it's kind of leaning that way now that we know it's 2022. <laughs> yeah. So, my my prediction true. was this year, but obviously it's not. But no. I just give myself no, a half more. point on that because I did say there would be a trailer and I did say there'd be a window and 2022 is a window. So <laughs> <laughs> a 365 day window. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's go quickly to the chat. Looks like uh, Hiwata says the game of the show is Metroid Dread for sure. Um, Advanced Wars was the game uh, that stole the direct for Jakester. And uh, let's see. And Hiwata also said that Nintendo said it was uh, Switch was in its fifth year, which is correct. We've started the fifth year of the switch now. So it's not five years old yet, but we are in the fifth year of, of, of its life cycle. So, so cool. Well, let's move on. Uh, thank you all, uh, for, especially those of you guys that are live, uh, jumping in all the chat and everything. Uh, thank you guys for, for sticking with us. This is one of our longest podcasts, uh, but there's so, so much to cover. Um, funny enough, uh, in, uh, in our pre-show talks, we were hoping to, to keep this, uh, like half the length that it actually is. <laughs> so, um, the good thing is that I have not had to jump off yet because, um, yeah, my, uh, my family is coming to visit and their, their flight got delayed. So, I had a little extra time, which is really good because we needed that extra time. And Chiplet took a little <laughs> nap in the middle of it. So uh, hopefully we we put you to sleep really well, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks again. Or uh, congrats again to Kevin. Um, congratulations for winning that. Uh, we'll connect with you on Twitter and uh, send us a DM to uh, claim your your code for that. Uh, very, very quickly, we're just going to look at what games are coming out over the next couple weeks. Uh, our next podcast episode is going to be on uh, live on June 29th. We'll record that night, uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. 
5.30 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, just looking at the games that are coming out over the next couple of weeks, some of them we talked about already uh, within the E3 stuff. Um, but yeah, there's there's several games uh, that maybe you want to take note of. Uh, if you're watching the video version, you're seeing all of them scroll on the screen from Nintendo's website. But uh, Olympic Games 2020 comes out on June 21st. Legend of Mana comes out on June 24th. Mario Golf Super Rush comes out on June 25th. Tony Hawk uh, 1 and 2, also on June 25th. Disgaea 6 comes out on June 29th. Uh, any of those games exciting for you guys, or uh, were you looking forward to uh, playing some different games? Uh, how about you first, Greg? It'll probably just be different games. I mean, i am still got to fold through all the news on some of these trailers, and I do recognize a number of the ones we were showing off in the directs already, so... It's just going to be a lot of catch up to see if there is some gems in this first batch before our next podcast, before uh, just right resuming the backlog. Nice. How about you, Barry? Uh, yeah, there's some great games that I'm sure are going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, Disguise 6, I know so many people are looking forward to, and, and Mario Golf, of course, some people are looking forward to. And The Legend of Mana is probably the one I'm, I'm looking forward to the most. However, it, since it is one that I have played before, I played on the original PlayStation, it's one that I would play again if I didn't have anything else I was playing. But as I said, I'm going through the Dankenrampa games, so I'm working on those primarily to get through that marathon. And on top of that, still playing games for like the Playcast and, and stuff like that. And I'm always getting new games <laughs> to, to play for possible signing of physicals. So it... Uh, it's not a lot of time, but I but I, I haven't played games for the past five days. Like, I have not. I've been just E3 the whole time, pretty much. And uh, now I'm going to try and get some rest over <laughs> this week. Uh, I still have work to do, but I'm going to try and sit down and actually play some games as opposed to just writing about them and covering them. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I think uh, of the games coming out, the one, one of the ones that I may jump on right away is Mario Golf. Um Man, I may eventually get to um, as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I, I've chatted about all the other games um, already <laughs> in, earlier in the podcast. So um, yeah, looking forward to, you know, of course, getting back to Rocket League. I haven't played it in over a week, which is kind of crazy. Um, so looking forward to jumping back in there. And hopefully I didn't lose any skill over the last week, but that's probably not going to happen after just one week. Um but uh, yeah, eventually when I get back into, I've been, I've said this probably five podcasts in a row, but I really want to get back into Age of Calamity. Um, and so hopefully maybe I'll, I'll get a little time before our next uh, podcast to uh, play a few more chapters in that as well. But uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's pretty much it for episode 231. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, uh, Barry, this is a big evening for you you got some you guys you got a few games launching right yes uh so yeah i can talk about that briefly here uh for those that don't know i do work for premium edition games and uh over at premiumeditiongames.com we actually just launched our series two titles which is demons tier plus and robot named fight uh they went live tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern, so just before we actually started recording. And uh, we we are doing exceptionally well, which is great. And the, the retro and the deluxe versions of those titles are very limited 
They have 500 of each on our site. There's another 500 for distributors. So if that's if these are titles you're interested in, these check them out. They're they're great titles first and foremost. Um, just give love to these developers. And uh, if you know you want to own these physically and you want these cool bonuses, you know get them now because when they're out, they're out. Um, and there's there's not a lot left. Um, if you just want to own them physically, uh, they will be up for pre-order for an entire month till July 15th. And if you pre-order during that window, um, it is open pre-order, so you don't have to worry about it. But you will get an awesome, cool slipcover designed by the great Paul Niemeyer, who uh, designed Mortal Kombat logo and a bunch of other stuff. He's, he's an amazing artist, and those slipcovers are fantastic. So uh, they are selling out. Uh, we, you know, those are definitely something you should be interested in. Go check it out because it has been a busy day and, a, and an exciting launch. And uh, just so thankful to all the people that have supported us. Uh, and, you know, just awesome people. And uh, we, we had some cool talk just before this in our Discord with some people joining in, which is a lot of fun. I always love to talk to just anyone in general about gaming, but especially uh, our customers who are also passionate about physical media and about playing awesome, awesome games. And uh, I did a, an interview with Matt, who is uh, the developer of Robot Named Fight. One-man team. Awesome. It's like, it's like play, when I first played Dust. If you ever played Dust and Ecclesian Tale, play that if you haven't. That's a one-man team, too. Uh, anytime I talk with a one-man team is, is great. And uh, the videos, uh, the video interview of that is at Premium Edition Games' is YouTube. And uh, I did a written interview, which is available on the PremiumEditionGames.com website as well. Um, so, yeah. That's, it's been a crazy build up for this and uh, I can't believe it's happened. I know a lot of people have been waiting for it and uh, it's, it's so weird not seeing that coming soon banner anymore, but in fact, you know, open for pre-order. Uh, we worked hard and the entire team, it's not me at all. It's the entire team, Jeff, JP and Frank and Erica and, and Steve and just like everybody there uh, has done an exceptional job. And, uh, and most importantly, of course, the customers. Cool. Cool. Greg, anything uh, on your mind before we wrap up today? No, not really a whole lot going on here. Just going to be having some fun deep diving into these trailers over the next two weeks and seeing what's coming. Yep, yep, same here. I got to do a lot of catch up over the next few days. So uh, all in the same time, I'll see my family. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, hopefully I'll maybe have a, a few more thoughts at the next uh, episode. And at least I'll I'll see more than just Nintendo stuff. So, oh, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed yet, haven't followed us on social media, haven't hit that like button and all the other buttons, uh, please be sure to do that and share this with other Nintendo fans. Uh, we are so grateful for you guys tuning in every time, especially for really extra long episodes like this one. But uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much. We'll be back uh, in a couple weeks for episode 232. But until then, happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. Happy gaming.